exciting times. Long live the King Brown. Oh, long live the King indeed. Long live the King indeed. We're going we're gonna to get into that. But first, we've got a very oh. special guest, people. We've got a very special oh, guest. Oh, hell yeah. We've got, in my opinion, the first first Infinity Stone. That's the way I'm going to describe this guy. Yes. Uh, I, 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 first, I first met our, our guest today in uh, in interesting circumstances. We're going to get into that as well. Uh, mm. But first, I think we should just get him on. We've got the the one, the only, Nick Daniel, the fitness rebel himself, OG. Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> What's up, Pete? Oreo, how we doing? <laughs> I am very good, thanks. <laughs> I am all good. Nice, man. Nice. It's great to have you I'm, on. I'm, I, I, I'm, yeah. happy. I'm happy here sitting in the middle of you two. Love it. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I know. It resembles something. I can't quite figure out what it is, but it's uh, yeah, whatever know. it is. It, whatever it is, is basically is representative of this podcast, which is a tasty treat. Today is going to be a tasty treat. And it's really good to dip. So <laughs> yeah. It's really good to dip. <laughs> exactly. Right, re- uh, Nick, really appreciate you doing this, man. Yeah, I really appreciate having you on. No, it's uh, right. It's uh, I, we met a few years ago. I think in summer of 2017, we went on a course, and uh, we had a couple of uh, interactions since then as well. And um, turned out that you knew the big man Umar. And then when we started the podcast, you're like, "Oh, how the hell did you guys know each other?" <laughs> and uh, so that was that was an interesting little um, bit. Like, oh yeah, yeah, this is this is how this is how like the the, sm- the world can get smaller, right? Oh mate, the world gets in our in our industry. The world gets very small when you start to well care and give a fuck. Because hmm. um, yeah. what happens is people go on courses and you just kind of like end up like this, and it's like the people yeah. at the top, I go on all the same courses and they're doing all the yeah. same things. So you just end up in this very small, very small world. So, yeah, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't a shock. Well, it was a bit of a shock because I see you two what, yeah. rolling around the floor of each other, giving each other like, <laughs> yeah. hugs and cuddles. Yeah. I think they called it jiu or something, but it just basically <laughs> like, you know, brown uh, bear was just giving nickname. you some, some love. <laughs> pajama fighting, that's all we were doing. About. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. exactly. Pajama fighting. And then we decided to get rid of the pajamas. Exactly. Like people who don't know jujitsu who are listening, they're like, uh, we don't want to get involved. I don't think we're interested <laughs> in that. It's like, hey, you have no idea. But um, <laughs> it's even yeah, worse Nick... when you do when you do no gi is even worse. Like yeah. no gi jujitsu, especially when you're doing it basically topless. Because when I was yeah. doing it in I was doing it down in when I was in Thailand and mm. I remember just being what you got a pair of shorts on and you technically you're just rolling around the floor sweating on each other just <laughs> slipping in you know just hugging and yeah you're like face Trying, to face yeah, on top yeah. of each other legs wrapped around each other in a hundred degree heat <laughs> you can't really <laughs> sounds like, like a great time i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like what the hell are we doing like when you actually talk when you actually say it like that it's like huh what yeah <laughs> exactly it is it is what it is you got to experience it to understand it <laughs> too right man too right take it off back to our, our 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 like primeval roots of just of exactly just mad and mad having it out having a great time at the same time exactly, exactly. walking away shaking hands and being like yeah that was we we sweated we we choked each other out we broke each other's limbs but we're good we're good shared some bloody with bodily fluids Oh, it's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. 
Nick, uh, Nick, I thought like you're a, you're an industry vet now, right? <laughs> so uh, twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, I was, twenty years. So, man. so that means it's going to be a pretty loaded question when I ask you. You know, tell us how you got to the point that you've got to now, because you've got a very interesting path, and um, and also you know, Umar is involved in that at some point. Just wondering, like, you know, how does it all fit together? Where's where did it start? Why did it start? And um, um, how are you now? Okay, <laughs> so basically. I, I've pretty much done everything in the industry. So I was, I actually never planned to go into it. The plan was I was either going to be a professional rugby player or a fashion designer. It was one of the two. <laughs> so I am. Um, we can see that I from that talk. <laughs> what can I say? So yeah. I basically chose rugby because I had to choose between um, art, stroke, fashion, and sport and rugby. So, so fucking glad you chose rugby, mate. Yeah. <laughs> just, for the, just, for the, just the influence you've had on me in my career i'm so glad you didn't just end up cutting up fabrics for a living that's what yeah. oh, dude i tell you what my plans for the future actually include that but that's completely mm. different i'm gonna i, I want to bring my fashion thing back in but anyway so yeah boy i had to choose between that and rugby and i chose the rugby so i played kind of pro rugby um but i played for england then i played pro rugby for and um, gloucester seconds and london broadco seconds and everything but that was when i was 21 i was trying to go and that was when this is how old i was it was literally back when there was only like 12 professional teams like, they weren't even paying that much and now again all of the players from new zealand australia it was the first year they could take overseas players as well so we were talking ages ago so there was a too much competition. Technically, I just wasn't good enough to get the contract that I needed when I was 21. So I was like, oh, shit, what do I do now? The guy at the gym I went to in my hometown was like, look, I'll just come and work for us. You're always in here anyway. You get on with everyone. Um, we'll pay for your fitness instructor course and all your qualifications and then see how you go. So I did it, started being a fitness instructor, and then I done all the spinning the body pump i actually fucking know i think i was at body pump one i think i think oh. i actually start i actually started i definitely Genesis. definitely definitely started when it was body pump six or something so i can remember i was in it for a while and i got to like i can remember i can actually definitely did number 10 but i was in there done a few before that so i probably went in i was pretty much at the beginning of the body pump as well i remember mm. i had uh, the, the tight body pump shorts the vest the bandana Oh, oh yes. loving it! Don't love it. Don't Body forget, pump this, Rambo. This, don't forget, this was late nineties. This is like late nineties, early, uh, early twenties. So change that name like... right now, man. Just Jane Fonda. <laughs> Jane Fonda. Oh, yeah, that's what you need to be right there, man. But I actually, I actually did them as well, and I actually was yeah. the rugby instructor as well. Wow. But the thing is, wow. what people don't realize is people laugh and joke about that shit. But the thing is, like I always say, I had done. One of the reasons why I think I am good at what I do is because I was a fitness instructor first. I learned how to talk to everyone. I learned how to talk to the 16-year-old rugby boy, to the 60-year-old CEO of a company, to the female, to male, to the old, to the young, to the rich, to the poor. I spoke to everyone. So I learned how to um, communicate at an early stage. I was, I was good at communicating anyway, but this took it to the next level. 
it taught mm. me how to just walk the floor, how just to talk to people. It taught me how to coach. It taught me how to talk to people. Uh, it taught me how to pick people up. Oh, not like that. Um, but <laughs> and like that. It, it, it did help. I was young. I don't know if I, I think it's really <laughs> unprofessional, but I was like, you know, 20 years old on the gym floor. But anyway, so I, I, I've done it. I, I started doing that. But I think that is a massive point in becoming a great coach is to be able to go through the whole genre. So I just started doing that. And then like most back in those days, you couldn't really just become a personal trainer. And personal training wasn't really a career. Like if you said someone 20 years ago, you're a personal trainer, you kind of laughed at. It wasn't really a thing. Um, so then I done all that. Then I kind of got a job um, up in up in London. I actually went to London now when I hit about 24, I think it was. Holmes Place. I became the youngest mm. gym manager in that in in the in the in Holmes Place, and then mm. I started helping out their academy to hire and write the content to to learn um, education stuff. And then Virgin took over. And it was at this point when I decided it was either become the youngest gym manager in a gym which had like, I think, four, 6,000 members and like 50 trainers at Barbican. Mm. I decided oh, it yeah. was then to either go traveling, screw everything, have some fun at 27 years old, or settle down, get the nine, you know, get the nine to five gym manager job and just kind of like, go down the white picket fence and all that kind of stuff, which personally I find ain't for me. So yeah. I went traveling and then that's where I did all the jujitsu. I went kite surfing around the world, jujitsu, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then I kind of met my wife, came back and was like, right, what do I do now? So I got a job as a gym manager again, but that wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I'd done my traveling now. I was like, right, I've got to take my shit seriously now. And then I saw an advert for UP. Um, this is when UP Vichy had only been going for about a year. I'd gone and done a biosig course. And I saw about, this is when, back then, there was about five UP guys at the back of the class. And they were just huge. They were hench. They were those fucking massive monsters to sit at the back. I was like, damn, I just want to be that. And I, I was like looking into them. I was like, okay, who's that? And luckily, the gym I was working at was a sporter in Islington. And the first UP mm. was in Old Street. And I looked them up. And I was like, who the hell are these guys? I looked them up and they were advertising for a part-time morning PT. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to do this. And again, this holds a lot about, I was saying about become a good PT or successful in life. The next part I'm going to say is very important is... I then didn't get, I, I, I emailed once, no reply, twice, no reply, three times, no fucking reply. I thought, I, no, I'm going to keep nagging them. Kept saying, look, you fucking want to meet me. Um, I actually was quite high. I said, look, you, you know, I don't know what you're not seeing on my CV, but I promise you, you want to you know, meet me. So eventually I hustled myself in. That was like about five or six emails. I just kept sending them. And so for one, I do believe, and if you want something, don't fucking give up you find a different way of getting in there. So I got in and I turned up in a suit, suit trousers, a shirt, looking smart. Now I can tell every trainer out there, when I used to interview them, it used to piss me off when they turned up in tracksuit bottoms and a hoodie. 
Yeah. I don't care if you're a personal trainer, if you're a fucking dustman, if you're going for a job interview, you turn up respectful to the person who you're trying to interview for. You show up on time. You show up looking respectful and looking decent. I don't care what job you're going for. And so I turned up looking completely out of place, walking to a gym um, in suit trousers and a shirt and a tie. I actually did a wear tie. I can't remember, but I was smart. Yeah. Then, and that, that just kind of like, and then I bought him with Nick. Nick was, uh, <laughs> yeah, Nick was quite a guy back then. But anyway, I won't go into that story, but I got the job. <laughs> And I started working my morning shift at UP. I got I got up early. I done my six till nine at UP. Then I went to my next job as a manager, and I basically worked nine ten till six or eight. Then by the time I got home, it was ten eleven, and I had to be up at four, half four or five o'clock to then go to UP again. But at this stage, I was also trying to prove myself. So I used to get up at like four, whatever it was, so I can go to the gym at half past five and train with the monsters in there, doing my straight, you know, training at like half five, six before I started my first client at six, half six. Then I'd go off to my next job. I was doing that for like six months um, mm. because I wanted to prove myself. And then when the UP started getting busier, I was like, look, can you take me on full time? Because it is kind of kidding me doing two jobs mm. and I think I, I want to come here full time. And now like, look, we can't guarantee the work. So we can't guarantee this for you, but we are getting busier. But I wanted it so badly that I was like, look, no, I'll make it work and um, get referrals, whatever. So I quit my other job mm. and started working full time at UP. And I was basically, like, I was full there virtually straight away um so yeah i just i wanted it so bad because at that point they were just like they were like the dons to work for so i would do anything i could have done to do that so i was there for about four years four or five years working my my way up the the ladder basically proving myself and then it got to a point where we started doing these uh hypertrophy training days so basically we started doing them things changed and then i started running them um i done one in marbella a whole um four three four days out in marbella um and after that nick was like okay look you gotta do way more of these so i started organizing advertising like i've done all the marketing advertising writing the programs i've done just running basically the UP training days, which became, without sounding quite uh, big headed, I'd like to think they became quite fucking infamous. Um, yeah. People knew people in the industry knew them. People in the industry knew what I was doing with those days because I'd done one day training days, which was training three <laughs> times in one day with <laughs> seminars in between. And then Ooh. I'd done ones in Marbella which we trained eight times in three days. So it was my job to coordinate all of this for a few years, um, which was pretty intense because it wasn't just when you design something like this, <clears throat> I had say 25, 30 trainees. Then I had say 10 trainers. So 
and I had to write a program. But then what happened was I had to keep an eye on all the trainees. I had to keep an eye on all the trainers. So then I was coaching the trainers and helping the trainers coach the trainees, but also keeping an eye on the trainees and coaching them, jumping in and out when I needed to. I had to pick the people that needed to be pushed, the people who needed not to be pushed so much. I had to fix injuries. As the people were training, it would be like, oh, my knee started to hurt. So I had to, on the fly, just start like regressing, progressing, and just basically on the fly, yeah. just sorting out 30 people, um, yeah. which was pretty intense. And then, as you said, that leads into how I met Umar because the big man came on one of those leg days. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know there's a story here because uh, JP Cronin, he's like, yeah. I want to hear this story. And uh, Umar's like, there's not just one, but there's two. <laughs> oh, is oh, there? I, I, what what stories are these? There's two, two stories about my my induction process to UP, right? There was there was the actual one where I showed up on my first day, March 1st, 2017. And then there's the one where I came to your leg day, which was, I think it was January 10th or January 16th. The same. No, no, no. It was January it was, it was in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the two. And uh, I, I think the, the best, the, what, what's coming to my mind in terms of describing this to people who have never been is like, you know how you have now nowadays we have we have new age cars right we have like electric powered cars you have Teslas and we have everything kind of like hybrid powered and whatnot. Nick D's leg day was like <laughs> a coal powered V8, just like <laughs> revving into the darkness, just just horrible and grimy and just soot everywhere and everyone's crying and every, some people are bleeding and there's a guy over there just rocking back and forth. But that's oh, wow. that's what it was about. It was about training. And this is this is the only thing from my perspective that pulled me to where UP, which was I love training. Put a full stop at the end of that. I don't I don't want to talk about anything else. Where where can I go and work, which is just about the training. I just want to know about that. I didn't know what carbs, fats, or proteins were. I didn't know why they were important. I didn't give a fuck. But I, <laughs> all I knew was that I just want to go somewhere that has this kind of training. And um, I remember watching uh, watching Thor's leg day video, and uh, I, th I think you were in that. I think there was some you, you were you were in that video somewhere, and uh, it was it was. And then I'd seen videos of you training as well, and I thought, okay, I've got to go to go got to go along to one of these. And lo and behold, did not disappoint because uh, I remember I remember showing up in the morning, and, and I, I hadn't I hadn't uh, back squatted or I hadn't squatted for I'd say a couple months before. I've done a lot of lot of front squat, but I hadn't done any, any back squat. And on the day, I remember you and Reed like screaming in my ears while I've got 230 kilos on my back, having not back squatted in, ever, in, in, in ages. And I'm doing it for sets of five. That was our first oh, workout man. of the day. Our second workout of the day. Brutal. As soon as we started, I'm just like, I'm toast right now. I've not trained this hard in a long time. But that's the first set of the second workout. We've got another <laughs> workout to do yet, mate. I'm literally nodding off in between. In between. And it was, it was epic. It was, it was so good. To this day, I, I wore a T-shirt that I really liked, and I don't know where the fuck it is because I lost it and lost other shit on the way because oh, I was like, man. I was so blank when I left that place. I was so hyped up on adrenaline and so absolutely drained from the workout. And I was like, <laughs> don't care, I don't care. I, I remember coming home, not being able to sit on the toilet for about three days without <laughs> without having to grab hold of the handrail like I was 83 years old, not being able to trade legs for a week because I was just like mentally fried. That was just yeah, oh. it was an experience. Put it that way, it was a training experience, which I, which I think as as uh, as per like what you wanted to put out there you definitely hit the nail on the head nick it was brilliant oh, yeah. cheers bro but you know what that's the thing like i what 
I, I do believe the one thing people just lack is just that passion and love for training and how the intensity mm-hmm. of how far I can actually go. Because I, I got lost up into it a little bit. Um, but it's just into the fact of you start trying to break everything down too much. You start trying to get too scientific. I do believe 100%, especially at the moment, because on Instagram, everyone's trying to prove that they're intelligent and everyone's trying to prove that they're awesome and they're trying to prove that they're better than the next coach and why you should train with them. And and for some reason, every single coach now is trying to be a, an educator. They've been in the industry for fucking one year, done a couple of courses, and then now they want to educate. And so they're putting all this content out, but it's just like, but you've, you've forgotten the main emphasis of fucking training and training hard, like, you know, and not just because you're on Instagram, not just because you want to compete, which is all, you know, okay, whatever, but because you just got this deep down burning desire in your fucking soul to go and bury yourself in a set of squats or the hacks and just the satisfaction that you get from that. And I just think a lot of people just don't know how far they can go. And I think mm-hmm. for my whole entire life, my whole thing has been, if you want something, fucking do it. Don't complain, don't bitch and moan. You've got to put your heart and soul into it. But especially when it comes to training, people don't know how far they can actually go. Yeah, man. And that's what, if, if I ever could teach anything on those training camps, the whole, my whole point of them, it was, yeah, it was to fuck you up, but intelligently. But that was because it wasn't for the sake of fucking you up. It was for the sake of saying, you've come to me and said that you can only do 200 kilo squat. That's your PB. You've just done 230. Yeah, I've tweaked a few bits of your technique. But it's not just that. It's because you've got a room of 30 people. I have called you out in front of 30 people. I'm screaming in your mm-hmm. ear. Like the technique might have taken, might have added an extra 10 kilos, maybe even 15 kilos. But I tell you what, 50, 50 to 75% of the extra weight that everyone, I can tell you right now, virtually every single person came to me after those camps saying I hit a PB on something. And yes, some, as I said, sometimes it's technique, but majority of the time it's just because we fucking made you. We put you in a situation mm. where you're not in a commercial fitness first or not even fitness first even worse you know some commercial gym where you, you get told off for making noise or something and there's you know old uh, you know no offense to anyone but old but you know old people walking around it doesn't motivate you to bury yourself but then if you're mm. in a room of 30 jack trainers with 20 with 10 15 jack trainers shouting at your, shouting at your ear guess what you're gonna be fucking motivated hell yeah so that's the environment I wanted to create. Cool. I learned that from Nick. That's what Nick wanted to create in, in UP. When he first started UP, that was the environment he wanted to create. And I created that in those days and in those mm-hmm. camps. Because I think people aren't reaching their potentials just purely because they haven't got a fucking clue what their potential is. Because they haven't got a, they really don't know how far they can go. Yeah, man. Totally and that's not just I'm in totally training, agree. that's in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember, yeah. remember finishing off two workouts, and then the third was a circuit, right? It was just a continuous movement, and uh, being totally flat out. I think one of the one of the stations was a sled push. I remember JP coming up to me in my ear and just going, "Is that it? Is that all you got?" And I just <laughs> thought, 
fuck you, man. This is I'm, I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find a gear from somewhere and I'm getting this done. And it was so good because, like you said, you left that day feeling like I've got so much more. There's so, so, so much more to give in this environment. And that was that was that was that's why I was so excited to actually come and work alongside you guys. Obviously, got to work alongside yourself, alongside JP as well, Simon. Um, he's been on the podcast as well, and just just the environment that it created. Um, it was it was true. It was true to that finding potential, like G talked about earlier, and and just bringing it out, bringing it out every single time you tra- you, got, you got to train. You got to train. I like I like how Jordan talks about that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's like it's a privilege to train, but really take yourself to that place mm-hmm. because no one's going to do it for you. You've got to uh, well, in this sense, you are you are kind of taking us there, but you've got to actually do the work, mm-hmm. and that's that's a beautiful thing, man. You're just yeah, drawing it out, people. Yeah. You just, and it's just also people. I said the thing is, people just don't realize their potential. And I know that sounds so cliched or whatever, but it's so true. Like when I was younger, I I was not gifted. I I, I was more, you know, to to do what I did, I had some kind of gifts. But to get as far as I did, it was a lot more work than it was being gifted. And that's when I learned hard work because I wanted to be fast. I can remember um, my thing was being fast on the pitch. That's why I played for England. And I, could, I could attack. And when I was at training athletics, I was in a group at Crystal Palace, basically the only white boy. Um, yeah. And I was like the white boy at the back of the pack, just chasing everyone because they were just genetic gifts. So I had the I had some guy called Chris Lambert who went to the Olympics on the 200 meters. Um, Michael was the European champion 400 meters. Philadoru, who's the triple jumper. Um, mm-hmm. Philippa Duku, who was the uh, hammer. For, uh, literally, these are all champions. I was training with European world champions at this point. So I was just this skinny white kid at the back chasing them. And they used to just like finish their run. I used to be like throwing up in between each run because I'd be putting so much effort in. I used to just do a couple of sprints, throw up, carry on, throw up, carry on. And I just would not go. And when they went in, I'll be doing the extra, I'll be doing the extra sprints because mm. I knew these guys were gifted. They, put, they worked hard, but I thought the only way that I can compete with these guys, the only way I'm going to keep up with these guys is by training harder is, is effort. That's the only way. I've only got one fucking choice, and that was that. And then when it came to rugby, I was, you know, I was small. Uh, I wasn't genetically gifted in strength or anything. So after training, fitness and speed was my agility was my thing. So I'd stay late. Everyone would go in. I would be outside training more. I would do more. And then when it comes to my defense, my defense was shit. So I used to ask the biggest player. Um, or like one of the toughest players to tackle after to run at me. Even when I'm knackered, I'm in pain. I'll just say, run straight at me. I've got to attack. I've got to learn how to do this shit. And I'll just be in agony, just him pounding me, just, you know, just running into me nonstop. Yeah. I was just, just get out, it's like 10, 15 minutes getting up until he would just be like, dude, I'm not doing this to you anymore. <laughs> I was like, come on. I, I was like, that guy, I was like Monty Python. You know, he got no <laughs> legs. Come on, I'll take you. I'll take that. <laughs> um, he's like, dude, dude, come on now. You, you know, just, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to smash you up again. I'm like, come on. So, yeah, yeah, I just had this. I've just always known that there's more that you, you got to, you know, you got to put the effort in if you want something. Mm. And that's just kind of like where my work ethic came from was I wanted shit. I knew I've never, I wasn't the most gifted. 
so I had to put the effort in. And I think that's where it all stemmed from. And that's what I'm like with other people. It's like, look, you know, if you are gifted and you try and you work fucking hard, Jesus Christ, you'll be immense. If you're not mm. gifted and you still want something, guess what? It's going to be tough, but fuck it. It'll just take longer and it's just harder. Deal with it. Suck mm. it up, buck up. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. It's like, oh, it's going to be hard for me or it's going to take it's going to take too long. So I jump, I jump on drugs or I do this or I do that. And it's just like, take your time with shit. If you, if you haven't got the genetics, either don't do it, do something else, which you've got genetics for. Or if you haven't got the genetics, just accept you ain't going to be that great, but you could be good. And I think that's just sometimes you got you just got to take it. But then you, but then again, that's what if you're competing with yourself or others. Because if you accept, you know what, I'm not going to be a pro bodybuilder. I'm not going to be amazing, but I know that I can be better than I am today. It's all about progression. It's all about making myself better and learning. Then you'll move forward. Yeah, hundred percent. At the end of the day, like, what's the alternative, right? Exactly. Like, I, I wasn't, like, when I was bodybuilding, I was doing it. I say for me, there was an external factor into it. But when I say it was for me, it was a sake of I knew I was never going to win a bodybuilding show. Hmm. Uh, I knew I was, that was never going to happen. Um, and it was quite funny because I knew people who had entered bodybuilding shows who didn't look like they should win, but they did win because mm. there was only like three people in the show, right. which I hated. So I only com I competed three, four times in bodybuilding. And guess what? I competed every time in the hardest one of the year, every time. Yeah. Don't know why. I, I, if, I was, if I was ever going to win, I wanted to win against the best lineup. And that was stars of tomorrow i think it was called in like november time because after the british finals whoever didn't win just went straight into that so we're right. talking basically the, the best show is basically that of the year and i was just like i just always do that one because if i ever if i ever did win or if i ever placed which i i never was i never had a beautiful physique to me i did but i mean from a bodybuilding world perspective mm. so i just did the hardest one <laughs> Just to see if yeah. I ever did match up and cool, sweet. But yeah. that's the thing. Like, I didn't do it for a trophy. I did it because I fucking just loved it. I yeah. absolutely love training. I love the nutrition. I love the, uh, it might sound cliched, but what it was is nothing in life. You can never guarantee that you'll get, um, the what, what's the word I'm looking for the result back that you mm -hmm. want except for in training and what I mean by that is you can work your ass off at work but then someone could be mates with a boss so they get the promotion you don't there could be sexism so you're a female you don't get the money because you're a female or because you're it's a race thing or whatever or it's friends you might you know you might not get saying you know you might not have the car you want but someone one of your friends has because his, his dad's got more money there's always little things where i kind of think to myself i you know you in life sucks it's not always fair but the one thing about training like it's henry Rowling said it is like you know friends come and go and everything else but the steel will always 100 pounds always be 100 pounds and that's kind of the way i saw training was i've had bad times in my life i had shit happen friends and whatever and 
training's the one thing where if you put the time and effort in, you're guaranteed, you're fucking guaranteed results. If you mm. die, if you eat less than you're burning, if you if you eat less than you're putting out, you will lose fat. It's mm-hmm. just it's science. If you go in a gym and train your fucking and you train your chest every single day, your ch- your chest would grow. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's fact. Mm. You can't mm. if you work hard in the gym, something will happen. Where in life, you could be the best husband, your wife could cheat on you. You could mm. work your ass off at work, and someone goes above you because they're sleeping with a boss or they know the, uh, or their mates or something. Nothing's guaranteed, but in training. It's the one, to me, it's the one true thing. The effort mm. you put in is guaranteed to get something out of it. Yeah, and I know that's not, it might sound a bit cliched or whatever, but that's just the way I see training. It's the only thing guaranteed to give you the outcomes yeah. of hard work. Well, fully, man. Like what the philosophy of it as well is like that line from Henry, Lor- Henry Rollins is just, it's, it's always going to tell you the truth. So wherever you are in a given day, you're on that bar or under that bar or or over it whichever way it is it's going to tell you the truth right it's like yeah. you can lift this today or you cannot lift this today and it's not going to lie to you about that it's not going to mollycoddle you it's going to oh it's okay it's like no you're just going to have to put up with the fact that you have the capacity today or you don't and whatever you've got you work with that and you are still making progress yeah and, that, and, that, and that's the beauty about training and that's what I love about mm. it and mm. it's the way that you can manipulate anything and I think that's that's what I kind of got into it because I, I always wanted to bodybuild, but I couldn't because of the sports I was doing. And I wasn't in the environment. Like the environment's everything. And this is another thing what, what viewers and listeners can take away from this is you have to put yourself in the environment that you want to become. Hmm. So, yeah, like I, 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 I wanted to be a bodybuilder, but way back when, like Orpington didn't have any bodybuilding gyms when I was growing up. I was playing rugby and I wanted to play rugby for England. So bodybuilding wasn't on the, on the spectrum, even though I wanted to kind of buy that physique, it still wasn't the main point of my outcome. So then when I stopped playing rugby, I was going to kite surfing and I started kite surfing. Now again, bodybuilding, I was kind of bodybuilding, but not properly as what I thought was bodybuilding, but it wasn't because I wasn't surrounded by bodybuilders. Now, I've always wanted these physiques because, like, you guys are younger than me, but I grew up in the 80s and 90s watching every, like, every superhero, everyone, you know, the Jean-Claude Van Damme, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, yeah. a super, a, an action hero was an action hero. All the toys I played yeah. with, the cartoons I watched, Thundercats, jacked fucking cats. Then you had bike <laughs> yeah. and mice. You had bike, 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 bike and mice from Mars. Mars. Yeah. Jacked. Like when girls yeah. go, oh, but we, uh, girls go, we had Barbie. Fuck you. One doll. One. Every cartoon <laughs> yeah. you watch, they're all fucking jacked. G.I. Joe. It's delts. What the? Yeah. That professional. It's like the G.I. Joe's delts. Insane. Then I said Biker Bison you know Mars. Thundercats. I want to be fucking, you know, like Pantera. He-Man, go and right. look at He-Man. Pantera. Yeah, yeah, He-Man. Exactly. Pantera. Yeah, He-Man. But Pantera ever from Thingy. Abs everywhere. These are just the yeah. cartoons. Then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. They're biceps. <laughs> just jacked turtles. Triceps. <laughs> awesome. And then exactly. Everything. And then the, and then the girls are going, oh yeah, but we have a hard life because we've got a doll. One doll. <laughs> and Ken, you know. What? The thing is though, they've got one doll. Yeah, Ken. Though. And then what next to them? Fucking Ken. 
who's got a pack in a fucking house. Yeah. He's got a house. He's got a fucking Malibu beach house. And he's got abs. And he's got long, flying, blonde hair. So now you're saying you've got to compete with a fucking doll. We've got to compete with a guy who's got enough money to own a fucking Malibu beach house. And he's got oh, fucking man. abs. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> And then I go and get a fucking pet turtle, and that's jacked as well. So I've got a yeah. pet who's fucking perfect to a bank balance, and now my fucking pet mouse is fucking got bigger arms than me. But hey, we're not the ones with the issue. You've got a doll. Anyway. That's some insight there, man. It's like uh, you're talking about, what is it, toxic, uh, toxic body images. It's like, We've been surrounded by that since we were fucking children as well. Yeah, that's mate, hilarious. I, that's such a that's such a good point. And to be honest, like that's a legit point. Mate, it pisses me off, and like I don't mind it. I, I cause the thing mm. is, I also think this bullshit about to- toxic masculinity is, is is a pile of fucking crap. I think the problem is mm-hmm. is there's not enough masculinity. Yeah. You know, like fuck Tell me, me like you know, it's talking about. It's okay to run around crying and doing this, doing that. Yeah, we've got to have feelings and everything. But at the same time, you've got to get shit done. And there's nothing wrong with being a man. And and the thing mm-hmm. is, people say toxic masculinity. It's like, what is that? So does that mean being a man, sticking by, you know, how, you know, when you've got a kid, you stick by, you know, you stick by your wife. You've got, you know, you're a good husband, you know, to your wife. You're a good boyfriend. You're a good father. But then you've got to have the traits. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a fucking man. And this is the thing which I get really wound up with. It's like a man's not someone who you say something to and then you burst out in tears and then you go running off. Your wife says something and you go and divorce her. What the hell? Masculinity is being able to take shit. It's being tough. That's what we're made for. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting big muscles and being strong. It's what we are. And to, mm-hmm. and that and the funny is what I think about the toxic masculinity is, is the problem is it's it's pushing men away from that and it's pushing people to have low testosterone and low testosterone is the thing that causes mm-hmm. depression, and it causes and then what happens is all these people who you're telling oh yeah, oh, being a man's not about this and that they're the ones who's depressed, and not achieving shit in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's the, just, the, the cure to it all is get hold of a fucking barbell. Just, yeah. Basically, just, yeah. Just, just, look, just, just, just get, get strong. Like when did, when did strength, when did strength be, be uh, a, a, a detriment to being weak? It's like, yeah, being stronger is always better. Full stop. Yeah, yeah, that's Full it. Yeah. But it's like yeah. when people like nowadays they're going to do all the cold baths and the cold showers and the meditation and this and that to be stronger. You know what? It all helps. I, I've, I did, I've done some of it. I do some of it. But do you know what really makes you fucking strong? It's getting up every day at some point of the day, going to the gym, putting a bar on your back and just going and, and just putting the fucking work in and working hard under that weight. Because you know what? Yeah, you can jump into a bath. You can count to fucking two minutes and get out. But you know what? When you've got that bar on your back and you're at the bottom of that squat, there ain't nowhere out. You have to yeah. get up. You've got to stand up. No matter how fucking hard, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how shit your day's been, when you're at the bottom of that squat or you're bottom of whatever, you know, you've got a bench press, you've got bars on your chest, it's going to crush you. You ain't got no option. You have to push that shit off your chest. And I think, and that's what, again, like Umar said, 
that's what training gives you. It gives you that respect and it gives you that um, continuity. It gives you that um, commitment to something because, you know, jumping in that cold bath is two minutes. Okay, well done. That's two minutes. But when you've had a shit day, you know, you've had an argument, you've not had much sleep because your kids kept you up all night. You had an argument with your wife and job's been shit all day. Guess what? It's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to switch your mind off and put that bar on your back. And it's one of those cliched things, but I tried meditation and everything else. And when I went through hard times, but the one thing what helped me is more is training because to be honest, what people don't realize is I'm not a true yogi or meditation guy, but the way I see meditation is to take your, you take yourself away from your daily day shit and get you out of your own mind. That's the way that I see meditation mm-hmm. It's to clear that shit out your mind and put yourself, put your focus back into you. Now, what is the one way to clear your mind? and put the focus back into you put a fucking 200k bar on your back you can't think of shit i ain't gonna be thinking about the argument i had with my wife i'm gonna be thinking about shit i've just put 200k on my back i gotta do this shit and then you go down you start descending you gotta start thinking to yourself i I, am i gonna do this or not and if you decide you're gonna do it you're going down you're thinking right i've got to push my knees out i've got to push i've got to keep my abs tight I'm going to basically drive in this bar so hard into my upper back. I'm squeezing my lats. Um, you know, you're doing all these things. Now, when you meditate, what are you doing? You're sitting there. You're thinking, okay, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to move my ribs. How my legs feel? How does my body feel? Okay, I've got a bit of tension in my shoulders. I'm going to just relax that. Okay, that's, you know, when you're, when you're going on that squat or something, you're doing the same shit. You're in there going, right, I'm going down. How's my back feel? Sweet. I mean, I feel good. This is going to feel good. I've got to keep tight. I've got to keep my leg. And then when you drive up out of that, you know, all your troubles go away because then the adrenaline starts pumping in and then the kind of endorphins start fucking hitting in. You walk out that gym, you spent an hour not thinking about your daily shit. You then released a bunch of fucking endorphins. You've been body awareness for the whole session because if you're doing if you're doing bodybuilding properly you're thinking about okay it's not just about how you're going down but you're thinking that i gotta squeeze this i gotta squeeze that i'm keeping this tight i'm giving that tight you're learning about every inch of your body you're feeling every inch of your body and then so you've got so you've got the get get your daily shit out of your mind you've then got the body awareness for an hour of the day then you've got the endorphins pumping through you and you leave on a high because you just achieved something to me when i needed shit it was the training which i didn't realize because that was my issue when i went through problems it was mental and it was physical and my main problem was i couldn't use my physical way of getting out of my physical pain and that was my issue So it was a vicious circle going around, which was fucking me up. And I know for a fact that whenever I need my, my own time, I need, I, I want to be somewhere. Training was always that. That's why people call it therapy as such. And people go try meditation, but do you know what? You can't say it for, it's not for everyone. And to me, that training is that meditation. Yeah. It's no different to doing an hour of yoga. 
Do you know what I mean? So that, that's to me, and that's through 40 years, and that's through do, trying things and doing everything. And I'm going, and the way that I'm going back into is, yeah, I, I, I need that, that training, that gym, that environment. And then that kind of, I know we've diverted off, that goes back into that environment. I've got to put myself back, hmm. getting myself back in the, in the shape I am now, which is not where I want to be anywhere near, but I'm kind of injury free now. My niggles and I can start yeah. pushing my body. I've yeah. done that in a commercial gym, but now I want the next step. Mm-hmm. I now have to, instead of going for a five, 10 minute walk down the road, I've now got to go for a half an hour drive to my local bodybuilding gym. Yeah. Because now I need to put myself in an environment which is going to fucking drive me. Because mm-hmm. if I don't go to this, if I don't change my environment I'm in now, I know I can guarantee you I will not have the physique I want or the fitness, the health and conditioning that I want by by my 40th in January. So I now have to now change my, um, well, I train and change my environment now. And I think too many people aren't willing to change their environment. I don't know where we're in so many tangents then. I just don't know where, I don't know so, where do you know, it doesn't matter. No, man. It makes, almost, it makes total sense though. The way you're, the way you're describing meditation on, on, on the, yeah. on the kind of, the self-awareness spectrum right so you you sit down you meditate you feel the floor you feel your feet you feel your breath but then there's when you enter the gym you're you're also doing something while being aware and you can start off at a really mm-hmm. really remedial place of exercise right you can start off with a body weight movement you can start off with with just basic working through all the patterns of the body but it's almost like how you scale your awareness because having a 100 kilo squat and having a 200 kilo squat there is a whole chasm in between of awareness that you've got to generate across your entire body to, to have to manage this new load. It's almost like, how do you progress meditation? Well, you just get heavier with the barbell. You literally just get more and more loaded with the movement you're doing and you, and you manipulate tempo and you manipulate um, all, of, all of the awareness factors. And I feel like that's such a great way, what you've just described there, of steadily over time overloading your awareness, overloading your, your, your strength, overloading how you you think about your body and then like you said when you when you come out of the gym you carry that with you in your life you carry that with you in how you talk to people in the fact that you've just you've just leveled up as a human being so when you go into a conversation now you're a better person for it you know what i mean that that goes across the entire board so yeah man yeah. I, i'm totally with this you is, fully this man. is what I, I i say this all the time like i i'm not any pro in uh the mind or anything but i've been through some shit times um, me and my wife and um not kind of my not me and my wife but like me and my wife in general if that makes sense hmm. do you know what i mean together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, together yeah we've been through shit together yeah. that's, yeah. that's the way so <laughs> i know kind of like i always say that it sounds like me and my wife went through a bad patch and so i always <laughs> yeah. i always had to clarify no we went through it together so we went through shit together yeah. as a couple and i went through panic attacks and all that kind of shit which no one knows about and I can tell you right now what kind of fixed me and what I see if anyone out there is dealing with things, I can tell you right now, there's a couple of things might not fix it, but it'll make you fucking better. I always say it is action breeds confidence. There's two things. There's anxiety and, and your confidence. Okay. So let's go anxiety first. Anxiety comes down to normally when you're fucking not prepared. Okay. Hmm. Normally, if you're an, if you're an anxious person, it's normally because you're running around, 
you're you got your head up your ass and you don't know what you've got you've got a load of lots of stuff to do and it seems like you never get anything done and then you're always thinking about it you're always anxious about it or you got the meeting the next day you got to do this normally at the end of the day nerves and everything else but i'm talking proper anxiety that will come from when you don't feel perfect you're not prepared you don't feel prepared all the time you feel like you're just running around so actually sitting down and getting stuff sorted out like to do this and actually getting shit done actually and start to take away that anxiety if you and it's one of those things like this actually breeds confidence if you don't like your job do you know what you've got to find another way another job if you don't like your partner you've got to find another partner it's hard but do you know what you're sitting there saying you're anxious or you're depressed while you're saying to me also you don't like your husband or your wife yeah do you know what it's tough it is tough yeah. but until you change that situation you ain't gonna nothing's yeah. gonna happen That's you're always gonna be anxious yeah. and, and then you start then you start meditating and doing all this other stuff and it's like well, i ain't gonna fucking help because the situation has not changed you gotta you gotta <laughs> work out what the situation is and then you gotta figure that one out if it's your job, if it's your partner, if it's something else in life, whatever it is, deal with it. Take action yeah. on what is causing you that pain. And once you've done that, you'll see that a lot of other shit falls into place. It's hard. Yeah. It is fucking hard. But that's why there's a lot of people running out there in that kind of situation. But on the flip side, the action breeds confidence is like the more action you take all the time, the more things you do towards your goal or being better or something, the more action you take, the more confident you get. You know, as a trainer, as a coach, do you know what? The more you study, the more you coach people, like the more you train people, the reason I'm confident in what I do, because I've done over 40,000 hours of personal training, you know, on the gym floor. I know I'm fucking good because I've done the work. I wasn't and even now I get nervous doing certain things when I went, when I started doing therapy every now and then I get uh, when I started doing the therapy side I was freaking out because I wasn't confident because I only just I, I was stepping into a world where I've been Johnny Big Balls over here now I'm like no one over here and then the more I started studying the more people I started treating and the more people I started helping guess what I get confidence and now I'm and confident this is in you, that realm this is you jumping into you trained to be an osteopath now right um yeah which when i first started that i was like oh shit and i was like mm -hmm. listening to these people and i was like oh my god and i was like you're osteopaths i can't argue with you but now i'm I, i've now got the confidence actually saying i'm, I'm quite confident saying that's bullshit i that's mm -hmm. a load of crap because i've now i've now learned that actually I, i'm confident to be able to say that in, in my abilities and in their abilities, I might not be qualified yet. It might even be my third year, but I still don't agree with that. You know, you might be a tutor, but I've got the confidence throughout my years. But it's all the action I have taken throughout that time. And now I'm doing a degree, my first ever degree at like nearly 40 years old. And it's the action which is building that confidence. Yeah. It's the, I took myself out of certain situations which was giving me the anxiety attacks, I had to realize this is what's causing me these issues. So I have to put, get myself out of this situation. And I did that. And then it was like, right, I don't feel very confident at the moment. Why don't I feel confident? Because I'm not actually taking action in these situations. Mm -hmm. But then this is going down another deeper route. It, to me as well, the other reason why I was mentally fucked was because Tony Robbins once said this, and it, it makes complete sense to me. 
is when people are say unhappy depressed or whatever it's because or part a massive reason is going to be you're not living to your values yeah and when you don't live towards your values you're not going to be happy you're going to be miserable and if you're somewhere if you're in an environment or if you're in a situation in a job or in a partnership which don't share your values you are going to be fucking miserable so to me i always bang on about this i've spoken about in my podcast as well with other people is if you can sit there and work out what your values are mm-hmm. then you sit there and go am i living to those values i guarantee 90 percent of people listening to this or even 100 percent of people listening to this yeah. there are parts of their life they might live to 75 percent, but living 100 percent to your values you're probably not yeah. And I can guarantee that if you actually work out what values you're not, what, what, where this section is, if you sort that out and you start living to your values, and again, that comes down to the partner you're with, the friends you're with, it, the environment you're in, the job you're in, whatever it is, yeah. it'll be not living in those values. And then, then that gives you the anxiety as well, because you're unhappy, you don't know why, when you're mm-hmm. depressed and then you're not kind of like, then because you, you haven't got then you kind of haven't got the confidence so you're not doing stuff which then brings you down into this kind of like head up your ass mm-hmm. kind of like not sure where you're going what direction you're going in which brings the anxiety mm-hmm. factor in do you know what i mean it's all kind of like blended sounds, in it sounds but, like there's a lot of like yeah, introspection with this thing there's a lot of there's, yeah. there's a time where you've got to just stop everything and just look at yourself in the mirror and be like mm-hmm. what what am i doing how am i living is it would you say that you've had to do that in your life yeah i changed I, I do think any, I, I think it, it's, you have to sometimes, any ha- anyone who's truly happy with themselves out there, normally are older and they've gone through shit and they've sat down and gone, who the fuck am I and, what, and who am I doing this for? And why am I doing it? Yep. And then you've got to make hard decisions. And like, I, I've cut out a lot of friends in my life because it just, like, when I was younger, I, 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 I've had this in my life. I don't know what something's in me and I've been able to do it. When I was younger, I wanted to play rugby for England. My mates started doing, those are my best mates who I've grown up with, like my, my brothers basically. And they started doing drugs party and that. And I was like, look guys, I love you to bits, but if I want to achieve what I want to achieve, I can't hang out with you guys. Cause you're doing that shit. I want to be training. I want to stay sober. And I kind of like put myself away cause it wasn't the environment which was going to make me what I wanted to be. But it's I, something in me. I've always been self-aware. I don't know why I've always been able to go. I think it's because this has always been something in me when I, I want this. If I want that, what do I have to do? And and where am I now? Okay, I won't achieve this because of this reason. I have a weakness in here. So I've got to do this. And it's all self-respective. And you have to sit there and go, right, I am unfucking happy. And the thing is, you've got to have the balls to do it as well because it's scary. To sit there and pick yourself apart, you've got to go into sometimes places you don't want to go. But to be honest, it's scary because it's the decisions that are going to come out of it, which is scary. Like to say, oh, I've got to, I've got to like take that, push that person out of my life because every time I see them, I'm not a nice. I, I, I had one person who I didn't like the person I was when I spoke to them. Hmm. I turned into something else. I didn't fucking like that. So. I, I took them out of my life because I just didn't like the what they turned me into. 
and it's just, it's, yeah. it's just things like this you have to realize you have to be very self-respective into who do I, and who do i want to be i think that's probably the, actually yeah like i said i'm not a mind person so i don't know that's why i'm jumping everywhere because it's more about what i've been mm. through and what my clients have been through in the past so yeah. it's a very jumpy so yeah, yeah. i think that's one of the things one thing yeah. i do think is start with who you want to be like I, sure. I, I said this on one of my podcasts, which I love. I can't remember who I got it from. It might have been a Tony Robbins thing as well. I used to do it. I used to listen to a lot of his stuff. Some of it's a bit too whatever for me, but some of it's just oh, obviously amazing. And he yeah. said it was right. Your what would you want people to say? To, two things. What would you want people to say at your funeral? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got stuck on that one thing. <laughs> He's, so he's leaving us in suspense. He's back. He's yeah. back. There he is. He's back. So, he's back. <laughs> so what, what, where'd, you, where'd you get to? We the got one the thing. one thing and then you left us in suspense for the second okay. thing. So it was the first thing is what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? So what would mm-hmm. someone write? What would someone say as your eulogy? So what would your wife, what would your best mate say? What would people be discussing and saying about you at your funeral? That was number mm-hmm. one. And number two was, what are people going to say when you turn your back and walk away? And what are they going to say behind yeah. your back, basically? And they're the two things which I think about constantly. With every interaction that I have, I want to know that I've left it in a positive state. Not, not so much for me, but I've made a difference to that person. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, I've got a certain criteria of what i want people to say about me when i walk away i there's a certain things like when hmm. when if umar says oh yeah you know oh yeah nick and then you go oh shit, i know nick i was a certain criteria i'd hope there's three or four things i'd want you guys say about me hmm. and if you didn't say those things about me then i'm not being who i want to be and that's kind of like my first thing when I sat down is like, right, who do I want to be? And then when you've got that, who do you want to be? You can kind of work backwards. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, a, it's one of those things. Who do you want to be? What do you want people to say about you when you walk mm-hmm. away, when you are dead? And that's not like a legacy thing. That's just literally them. And then what are they going to say about you? He's a, a great father who's just like inspirational, and he's as funny as hell. If that's what you want, are you funny as hell? If or do you get shy? And you're funny with one on one, but in a group, you shy away. Well, if you want to be that guy, guess what? Go and do some acting lessons or what they call um you didn't, don't Take you? Some improv. Uh, Take some improv, man. <laughs> improv. Improv. Um what's it when you yeah, improv, that's the one. See, obviously I'm very bad at improv. So it took me about five minutes to think of it, so I'm very obviously very bad at this. But, but You can develop, man, you can make it work. You will, because then all of a sudden you get better in groups. Like, you know, whatever you, do you want to be, what do you want to be? Exactly. So what do you want to be? And where are you now? And what do you have to do to fill that gap? Yep. And it's just, well, I think, 
it's scary for people for some reason i i don't know why i've always been self-aware i've always been happy to rip myself apart and i've always been happy for feedback um as long as it's constructive feedback i've always been up for it i, I never shy away from people telling me what they don't like about me as long as yeah. constructive and if you can take up. that exactly it's how we grow and that's one thing about me i want to grow I, there's things i want to achieve and pierce a person who i want to be i need i need constant growth Fully. and so that's kind of like what i would you know don't know what brought us onto this but yeah so that kind of like eulogy who do you want to be <laughs> exactly and then kind of like where who are you now and then mm. how are you going to build that bridge and mm. become that person that you want to be i can tell you right now 90 percent 99% of people aren't the person that they want to be. And that's causing the depression, the anxiety and unhappiness. Because if you're not, if you're not who the fuck you are, you know, we're not, you know, like when I, I started a certain job, I was like, you know, I was a certain way that kind of got pushed out of me. Now, this job made me better in so many ways, but it also destroyed me in so many ways. Mm. And, and I'm still rebuilding slightly. I, I'm nearly there now. It's taking me a while to, to rebuild the part which I lost mm. and to be the person that I want to be. And the thing is this particular, this particular place, it kind of taught, kind of made me think the person I wanted to be wasn't a good person mm. or wasn't a success. Right. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't a good person. That's the wrong word. Wasn't a successful person. Right. So, and I'm coming out, I'm kind of like got my brain back into that. Cause I know who I am. I'm proud of who I am and I know where I want to go and who I want to be. So, yeah, mm. I, I think that whole I think we're talking about values and that that whole realizing and introspective as, as, as Uma was saying, I think the whole knowing who you are, knowing where you want to go and where you are now and just basically working out because too many people are going on about, you know, like, yeah, you got, you got your careers and all this kind of stuff, but what, but, and maybe even relationship goals and all this kind of, but what about you? And when people work yeah. on you, I, I don't know. I, I don't know quite. I think a lot of people when they're working themselves, they're doing the meditation and doing all this kind of stuff and I'm writing their lists and that. But I really don't think people are sitting there going, who do I want to be? Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like the all the to-do list it doesn't include the values, right? You've got to include yeah. the values. You have to include the values, but just that kind of like, because the values don't always go, it's not exactly who you are. Like, mm. but they, they do blend. They do interlink. Mm. And like one of my, my ones, which is very close to me is my integrity. Like I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I've got a tattoo of a heart on my sleeve for that cliched fucking reason. Um, <laughs> I'm just one big walking cliche, but yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I, in, you know, there's no bullshitting with me and I, I'm open. I'm an open book. I'll say it how it is, but I'll say it respectfully. I'm not going to hurt your feelings, but if I say something, yeah. it's just because it's, it's, it's on the table. It's true but I will help you. And it's kind of like one of those things, the integrity is such a big thing about me. And that's one of my, that is one of my values. And that's one of the things that I want people to walk away and go, do you know what? Nick is just so, um, 
he's just so honest and there's no bullshit with him like the amount of people that said about my podcast or when they meet me and umar knows me very well there's no bullshit with me i will tell you straight what i think what you need um and that's what yeah, I, I just that's one of mine and it interlinks of the person i want to be but also my values yes 100 man. that's that's one thing from knowing you is that from the first interaction and even from seeing you from a distance I had an inkling as to what I thought I was going to get. And through the time I've known you, it's only just gotten more and more truer to who I think you actually are. And that's a, that's a testament to you doing the things you've just talked about, which is when I met you, I feel like you, without going into it too much, you weren't where you want to be. But I feel like now knowing you, I've just seen a progression. I've seen that kind of that word transformation. I've seen you kind of move through and just kind of get truer, truer, truer to your source. And it's it's what you were saying earlier about what what G was talking about as well, which was doing doing going through that list but not doing the real shit. It's almost like going through your program, doing all the accessory work, but not actually doing the real main lifts. You know what I mean? It's it's like kind of that's the that's the meat and potatoes. That's the stuff that's yeah. the hard shit. That's the stuff that's really going to call at you to be like, well, what are you doing now? You can't just be the most mobile guy in the gym without actually having to uh, to test that mobility and the end ranges and whatever you know what I mean just trying to take it back to training it's um it's really interesting and seeing you from where I met you to where you are now there's a massive change dude a massive change and it's for the, it's one million percent for the better I'm sure you'd say the same and uh, it's great man it's it's great to see because I because I what what the best thing is is that the future you chatted about it a little bit before with with what you want to get into with your clothes design and stuff and uh, and I yeah. can't wait to see where that goes because you know it's going to be yeah. more and more expression you know what i mean which means yeah, which uh, means uh, yeah. i said on the podcast last week what is it expression is the opposite of depression right That's it. so yeah. the more you move further into that i want to be this i want to try that i want to go here i want to go there it just means that you're just being more more truthful to who you are and like 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 you mm. said you might not always get it right now that will always constantly change as you move through because you'll see things that you like things you don't like but that's that's all part of the journey you know what i mean but that's that, that, that's the beauty and that's and that's the thing that the, the reason people are so scared of doing that is because and like we'll talk about um like a, li- a lot of people say i'm too much or something or the, as i was saying about masculinity the toxic masculinity people you know being a bit firmer and a bit it's like i didn't want to offend anyone earlier but when i was saying about people just fucking saying something going off crying and shit it's like oh god's sake it's like the only way we progress is by giving feedback as long as it's not some um twatty feedback and you're just busy it's constructive and it's honest feedback as in that shit happened it's not just your opinion because your opinion in fact is so fucking different but people like Umar was saying, people are just so kind of, I think society and, and social media and everything has just built this wall of people are scared of people's opinions. Mm. They're scared mm. of saying their opinion because they're scared of not being liked. They're scared of not having fun. It's like all about followers. It's all about being liked. So everyone just starts being someone they're not and not living their values and not living to who they are. And I just think... The whole that's what I was saying about the whole point of there's no BS with me because and I haven't got time for that shit. When you get older, and you guys will find this, and I think that's why they call you know grumpy old men grumpy old men. It's not being grumpy, it's just you ain't got the fucking time for your bullshit anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm already it's there. Like, I'm already there. Exactly. Leader, I gotta get on the fucking station. <laughs> and I I'm just like I, I just haven't got time for that bullshit. Tell me what you want. Tell me how you fucking feel. I can help you. 
Hmm. Don't lie to me. Just, I can't. I can't help you if you lie to me. I. You can't help me if I lie to you. And we yeah. can't build a friendship if you ain't being fucking honest with me. And you know, like I don't want to know if I get a bad feeling from you ASAP. I don't want to know you. I don't care yeah. because I'm not gonna waste my time getting to know you. If you, if yeah. I get an inkling you're lying to me or you're not being honest with me, I'm like, you know what? I ain't got time for this. I'm talking about like not clients. I'm talking about friendships now or people I meet, I'm just like, I'm not down for this. And I know people, yeah. I'm not talking about opening up to my life story straight away. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. but just having that, you, you know what I mean? When you kind of, yeah. you can tell when someone's not being good themselves vibe. and they're holding back and the, you know, that good vibe of like, you know, you're just chatting, you can tell they're just being themselves and they're happy being themselves. Yeah. And it's like, okay, do you know what? I can feel this. I can vibe this. Yeah. As soon as you kind of get that kind of like, they're saying it because they have mm -hmm. to say it. Or they're thinking mm. about what they're trying to say. It's like if you go back into my podcasts, the first few, you can see that I was thinking about mm. how to say something or what to say because I didn't want to offend. I was thinking, oh, I want people to like me. And then mm. it wasn't until my third or fourth podcast when I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> fuck it, people, fuck people, are, people are <laughs> yeah, exactly. because they like me. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. if I'm effing and fucking blinding. Like if you're if you're on a PC if you're on a PG show if you're if you guys are running a PG show they're not gonna like me effing and blinding it's over it's but, over man <laughs> this this ain't over. never gonna get aired <laughs> I think I I think the fact that we basically we basically call me Oreo in the middle of you two is it, it, it kind of started the way it was gonna go on yeah. but I kind of exactly. realized quite quickly we got gaslit. <laughs> So I kind of, it was kind of like earlier on, I was like, well, wait a minute. No, people are actually listening to me because I want to hear what the fuck I've got to say. And actually mm -hmm. people like what I've got to say and the way that I say yeah. it. So, yeah. and the thing, I didn't want to build something in that kind of like, okay, I'm going to be this person. And then all of a sudden change into who I want to be when I've got 20,000 downloads. And all of a sudden people are like, who the fuck is this twat? Well, at least... Yeah. At least if they grow with me, at least they know what the fuck they're getting. And I'm actually getting people who want to listen to me. So it came from that kind of like, actually, no, fuck it. I'm going to be myself because if I have, it's like when it's followers thing on Instagram and that, if you have mm -hmm. 10,000 followers, I know someone who's got 10 to 15,000 followers making an absolute, I mean, I'm doing pretty well just on 5,000 followers, making good money at the moment, doing what I want to do because i've got good quality followers who are following me to hear what i've got to say yeah. whereas and five thousand is very minimal it's, it's tiny in this world but you get i've got i've got friends who've got 20 30 thousands who if they started talking a podcast or if they started actually trying to sell something no one would because it's, they don't mm. want to hear what they say they just want to look at some pretty pictures do you know what i mean so yeah. it's kind of like sometimes being your you got to start being yourself because if you, you if you become happy with who you, who you are happy with where you're going it's like we said earlier do you know what you'll get the people around you you will attract what you mm -hmm. put out fully <clears throat> completely man and want to be this beer swigging gin you know shot knocking back um, guy in the pub on a friday night i don't want that but if I don't do that anymore, I haven't got any friends. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, there you go. Yeah. And then you you're, you're not going to change and you're never going to be happy. Yeah, so exactly. 
it's one of those things where but if you start doing stuff if you start becoming the person you want to be going to the gym putting yourself out there and becoming who you want to be you would eventually and it's not it doesn't happen quick but if you start putting yourself out there you start meeting the people that are, you're destined to be around it you you you're you know you're, you put it out it's like you know you said i was a hippie hippie for wearing this and that but what you know you put good vibes out you're going to get the good vibes back and yep. so energy's a trap right mate, massively you proved it so, last week as well with that story last week what was, what was that yeah sorry yeah um was it uh umar proved it last week with a story he went down to a gym and um, oh, yeah, yeah. for the first time right and some guy just yeah, was like yeah. hey i want you to be my trainer even though he'd never set foot in that gym before yeah yeah just the receptionist at the gym it was just yeah. just just exactly. chance meeting and you, you just end up you just be yourself and uh people people like that and i, th- I think it's a it's kind of a liberating thing for people where what you're talking about nick is uh, your, your film you is it, is it frozen <laughs> on your screen as well we've got, no, we've I'm got just you listening. uh frozen in the middle yeah, it'll, it'll clear up in a second no no man i'm not i'm not free i'm not fro- i'm not frozen i'm listening no, 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 no. It's, uh, no. it's, it's you're frozen on our screen. You're definitely frozen on our yeah, screen. Yeah. It's cool. There we go. You're back. Yeah, he's back in the room. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually not frozen. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> See, I'm not frozen. I was actually just the funny. I was, I the was funny thing in. is, I was so I was intensely listening to you, but you thought I was frozen, so you still. I was like, yeah. Right. You got to watch the podcast back. What yeah, exactly. Well, you were definitely frozen. <laughs> But it's okay. Yeah, no, you're you're really concentrated as well. Now, I was saying about yeah. your the, the way you are right now, it's in Stop my opinion. It's, it's... To make sure I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We got this canary. It was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, the fact that you're you're not afraid to be who you are. It actually attracts people to you. The energy that you're putting out just by being just by being you, that that's a liberating thing because people can't they can't sometimes they can't exact themselves the way they want to so they end up living vicariously through people and mm. end up moving closer the energy just kind of populates and all of a sudden they'll just pop up and they'll go, oh, i'll be here i'll be here i'll be a follower of your instagram is like it's like that now isn't it it's it's a mm. way of kind of being part of your tribe without being next door to you you know what i mean so you know that's what, what you're the, finding man. the funny the funny thing is i'm finding it very hard to be myself on instagram mm. yeah okay yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. Like, why I am with you guys yeah. now, I'm sitting here, I'm having a laugh, I'm chatting, and hopefully you're enjoying it. I Love do it on my podcast, and I've got my yeah. mates and that, and then, you, you know, mm-hmm. like, Umar, like, you, you, you've you you've known me, you've seen me, probably not recently, but I'm way more, you know, animated and everything in real life, and I have, like, having a laugh, mm-hmm. I don't care. But... For some reason, because I'm, I call me old. I'm 40 years old, and I don't look it. But you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking act it either. But yeah. I, you know, nearly, nearly 40 years old, and I, I don't get the whole social media thing. And I still find it mm-hmm. hard to be myself. Like you won't see a video of me being this chilled and relaxed on Instagram. Because as soon yeah. as I put that video, for one, I'm talking to you guys, so I can see you. But if I'm looking at yeah. myself, I'm like thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, I feel awkward. I'm like, I'm just looking at myself here. It's like, yeah. this is weird. And I'm kind of in the middle of a street talking to my phone. Yeah. It's like, I didn't do it. I didn't even have a, you know, when we were younger, we'd just sit at the train station yeah. singing to ourselves. We didn't have a Walkman. <laughs> we had no, you know, it was like, la, 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 la. You look like a madman. You know what I mean? Just saying, yeah. talking to yourself. 
<laughs> you had to amuse yourself sitting there for 30 minutes yep. waiting for a train. So it's kind of like now I'm kind of like in this situation of I don't know how to I, I'm, I, I'm, I've got to I've got to do it because I want to grow my social media. But what I want to achieve, I need to put this out there. But I still mm. um, you're talking about um, being yourself and that I can be myself on podcast. I can be myself in these videos. I can be myself in real life. But soon as I go into Instagram, goes out the window. I don't know why I've got to learn. I, well, I know what I've got to do. I just don't want to do it. And that's one of the things we we're talking about earlier. And like my wife hmm. says, I have to walk around the flat. I've got to walk around the house just videoing myself nonstop and talking to the, uh, talking to the camera. So, you you've got to do that. I feel yeah. an absolute uncomfortable and I feel like an absolute twat. Mm-hmm. But if I want to achieve what I want to achieve in my life in the next few years, I have to go through and I keep putting off, I keep saying I've got to do it, but I do have to actually do it very soon. I've got to do it. And when you mm. guys see me doing more videos on social media, you're now, anyone who's like, this now knows. It. He finally that, did well, it. Not just that, <laughs> not just that, you know, I've been walking around the house for fucking like three <laughs> yeah. months, non-stop, in the shower, cooking my food, <laughs> like just talking to exactly. myself, getting used to that shit. And exactly. then it would take you about five now. hours for that That's 15 it. second clip. And it's just... Because I'm not used to it. Like all these twenty-year-olds, you mm-hmm. jump around and I see them on their cameras all the time. I'm thinking, yeah. what the fuck are you chatting about? Like, the who, thing is, they who got gives it... a shit about this. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? It's got it. It's got it the other way around. Is like the life skills ain't there, but they've got that skill on how to be like fake in front of a camera. And then as soon as the camera is down, it's like, okay, let's just wait for the likes, you know? But that's the sad thing is because our generation, yeah, we took the in-person as um, as the substance. That's what yeah. we kind of like, that that's what we say is important. But the mm-hmm. problem is, especially in this lockdown shit, it's been completely mm-hmm. flipped where it's more yeah. important to be liked on Instagram than it is to mm-hmm. real life. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people don't care. I love that. Like yeah. people, for some reason, people are happy to offend or let down their friends in real life now, but mm. they won't let down their followers. Yes. It's yes. like real life now is, is gone. Like for, for a lot of people, yeah. society now, I don't, you know, but the whole society friendship thing, how to communicate with people is going downhill and mm-hmm. people are trying to impress people they've never met before. And yeah. they're taking that as, as a as success. And friend. they're more worried about ha- their friends mm-hmm. on social media who they never met before than they are about their people mm-hmm. in real life. They let relationships go with their partners. They let relationship yeah. go to their family and their best mates just so they can have friends on social media now i understand that for people who are trying to run a business from it but mm. i know there's people out there i know who are doing really well or they know how to cut the two because it's a business but the yeah. problem is there's a lot of them out there who are doing it just purely just for attention and for likes mm. Mm. yeah and that's what and that's that's a strange thing like as you said i've got the um like the outside world skills down to a T where we see that as important, our generation. But unfortunately Mm -hmm. what's happened is the generation just flips and the in-person skills aren't important anymore, which is kind of scary. Well, they are important, but they're not seeing it at the moment. Yeah. But it's one of those things, Nick, like if I can, if I can say this about you is we've had, we had this chat recently in comparison to other people who are the same age or maybe same 
uh, same time, same time spent coming up in the industry. That's probably a better qualification saying it rather than saying the same age. Um, you've continually moved with the times. And this is just another thing you've got to work with the times on. You know what I mean? Another hurdle you've got to clear where, where some of the stuff that you're studying now wasn't around when you started. Some of, the, some, of the, some of the thought processes weren't around. Some of the ways of applying yourself, like social media, defo weren't around. But now, what, what, it's so weird, isn't it? It's like having to express yourself to this thing. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah. It's like having to express yourself to a human being. Well, that's, that's, that's deep for, for, for millennia of generations of, of, of us, right? Like, we learn to communicate. This, this, this is so fucking strange. Like, why are we even yeah. talking to this inanimate square on my, on my, on my, on my table, right? That, that's what you're struggling with. It's probably probably the most natural thing to struggle with in this world right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. like not having a human being there but being able to emote yourself don't worry about it man you'll you'll figure that out like you figured everything else yeah. out but it's totally yeah. normal exactly. Mate, yeah. It, yeah, and that's an, and that's another great thing you just said there about adapting that, that's another thing if you want to get through life that's a great that's the growth thing you're always it's like that old snake analogy the snake sheds its skin it, you know mm-hmm. and that's and that's what we have to be as humans. We're constantly growing, constantly changing and evolving. Like, you know, you can't, if you're the same person in, in five, in 10 years, five years and three in fucking five months time, then yeah. you're not progressing in life. Mm-hmm. You're not moving mm-hmm. forward in life. And I know people go, I have arguments all the time and, you know, people are, oh, but it's not about that. It's about this. And it's like, but it's not about, I'm not talking about if you want to earn more money or this and that, but it's about becoming a better parent, becoming a better, um, better partner. Like me and my wife, like one thing I do think I don't like giving advice, like life, no life guru. And I hate these people who kind of half the people I know who are life coaches are actually, uh, fucked up. But anyway, um, <laughs> and this, <laughs> Yeah, but they do, They have. Like, I had my wife one point had some lady crying, saying how shit her life was. Who was a life coach? Who then tried to get work from her. Oh Jesus! It's like you, you, you just been crying to me. But anyway, <laughs> is this like me. extreme? Me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is yeah. this like a version of extreme honesty? I'm just being honest with you. So. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> exchange. The, the point. The point was was like the one thing I do think I can give advice on is my relationship because we we literally spend twenty four seven together. I mean, we're we're probably unhealthily codependent, but it's, especially in lockdown now. But we got a great. Yeah. We, we're just really close to it for twelve years. And we spent all our mm. time together, but we grow together. So what I mean by mm. that is when people are scared of this growth and changing, every evolving, every probably six months, we sit down together and be like, right, because she's very career driven as well. Mm. So we sit there and go, right, what do we want personally? And what do we want together? And how are we going to do that? So she will say mm. what she wants. I will say what I want. Now, this goes for personal and for career. So we'll sit there and go, okay, in personal life, I want my barn conversion in the middle of a country. Now, if she says, yes, yeah, sweet, awesome. We're on the same wavelength. But if she turns around and goes, no, nah, I miss London. I want to move back to London. Hmm. Like, oh, fuck. Okay, we've got to discuss this. We've got to kind of yeah. come to an arrangement here. And we sit there and go, okay, why do you think that? Why do you think this? It's like, okay, so what do you want in your career? Okay, I want this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, moving back to London might not work for that. I want this. Is that going to work together? So we sit down and say what we want separately, and then we say what we want together, and we make sure that all in lines. 
so we can continue growing together um, as separate people but also together as a couple and that's where it comes down to you're always evolving like the person you were six months ago you're not that person anymore shit's happened and you have to start thinking to yourself and that's when you got to keep just reevaluating reevaluating but not just yourself if you are with someone don't just reevaluate yourself you have to reevaluate together because one of the biggest reasons well again i'm not a relationship but from what i've seen in you know mm. in the past people do this they grow apart yeah. relationships go not because you don't love each other you've just grown apart and that goes for mm. friendships it can go for work colleagues it can go for you you know for friendships it can go for partnerships whatever actually a partnership whatever kind what happens normally is this mm. so yeah. be whatever partnership you're in you should always be evolving together and it's only when you don't evolve together that's when you start to fall apart so as umar said you, you you've always got to sit down and think right you i'm not that person i have to check myself who am i still am i still working to my values these are my values i'm still this person i still want to be that person am i making steps to be that person and i think yeah. i spoke about this to a guy called kyle who does business coaching and oh, when people kyle talk trainer. about brands yeah kyle trainer yeah, friend cool, of mine yeah. and he and like we spoke about branding is you it's your values and as you as you just mm-hmm. basically building yourself and your personality and who you are and you keep evolving that kind of i'm i'm not going to, into that but the brand just comes along with you because yeah you know we know who paul check built a brand of who he was polycrine just built a brand cuz who he was you know mm-hmm. the rock he just built a yeah. brand who he is it's just yeah. you you get that persona you get that who you want and and you just keep working Roll on that yeah yeah man I think there's a lot of value what you said there, man, especially like as couples as well. I think, um, yeah, you just see a lot of people fall down because they just don't share. They're just not communicating. It's like something as simple as just sitting down and going, hey, this is where I want to be. Where do you want to be? It's like mm. are people even asking that question to each other. You know, that's um, I think that's super valuable. And me, me Maybe. and you had that, didn't we, G? We, we, we had that with the, with the podcast, really. Just sitting yeah, down yeah. and being like, do we like the logo? Do we like this? Do we like that? Yeah. Do we like the other? You know, and there's so many things. That when you start when you start to <clears throat> peel back the layers, there's just there's just an absolute Pandora's box of, of ways we can go, and we've been there in this conversation, mm. and uh, it makes it that's what makes it so much fun. I, I find that yeah. kind of doing it on your own is definitely one thing, but quite literally doubling the workload when you have somebody else to do it with. Not only are you twice as effective because you because I'm sure you'll say this, Nick. Like both of you working together, you can plan for a bigger home because it's two salaries. You can mm. you can plan for. A, a, a different just a different take on life because you can actually have someone there to bounce things off of same thing if i was in this podcast on my own i know i'd be missing quite literally half the enjoyment because g wouldn't be there you know what i mean and that's that's uh exactly that, it's something worth doing um but just because just because of the opportunities there right yeah that's the that that's the problem the only problem that occurs in that situation is when people do stuff themselves it does give you more freedom mm-hmm. and but what happens in a relationship what normally happens is someone too many people try and go for power yeah, be it yeah. the man or the female or someone and there's a power struggle most of the time and pe- one person just basically tells you how it is the other person just goes along for the rides 
And when a partnership like you guys, you're discussing where things are and everything. And I think when it comes to a partnership, a friendship or the podcast or um, relationship or, you know, wife and husband and all that, all you need, you just have to remember that the only way you're going to keep going in the same direction is discussing and make sure both of you are growing. And but just make sure you're both going together. And I think what happens is a lot of people in relationships don't one of them doesn't give their opinion and just goes along with the ride. And that's when mm. issues can occur because then all of a sudden you both yeah. you start doing this and I, for some reason like i said old school i communicate me, my wife communicates and mm. people just don't like communicating because they, they're scared of what the mm. other person's going to think or say it's, it's, it's this like, isn't it it's this people yeah. are so so good at communicating yeah. on here like, how many times you, I, I, I don't know if, if well i can speak from my experience amount of people amount of like well relationships where where the girl's happy to text, but they talk on the phone. Well, that's me up in person. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you? Why, why can't you actually just be real and human, be, be a real human being? What the fuck? Dude, so this weird. is hilarious, right? This actually happened to me as well. I basically, I saw, this is ages ago, I saw a hot girl at a restaurant. Long story short, I saw a hot girl at a restaurant. I actually went up to her and she had a couple of friends with her, right? And uh, I just used, I used a cheeky line. She, she went for it. And then her mates were like, her mates were like, I was chatting to her and she was like, uh, I was like, hey, give me your number, basically. And she was like, I don't really know you. I was like, all right, just ask me anything you want. And she started asking me questions there and then. It's like, I've left my mate just eating dinner by himself, basically, for a minute. But I was like, don't worry, bro. He egged me on to do it. And uh, but yeah, and then her mates were like, you know what? Why don't you guys just meet like uh, exchange Facebook details and um, start uh, start messaging each other. And I'm like, I'm literally standing right in front of you what the fuck do you mean start exchanging facebook details i don't know no this is not how this is gonna go i'm not gonna fucking do that that's it's so weird it's so strange like that is actually what happens is like here's a person communicating with you and trying to and showing some value and you're like no no let's just take it off uh, online instead it's it's such a strange such a strange uh uh because yeah, so but you is. don't have to be because then that you, you can hide. Yeah, you can hide yeah, that shit. A, and so people yeah. who aren't happy with themselves or people aren't confident, <laughs> then sorry, let's get charger. You know, people aren't happy sure. with themselves or confident, they can hide behind a screen and be a different person. Yeah, yeah exactly. But you just give yourself just, a lot that, of time to like think about what you want to do, gonna do, all that kind of stuff. So that's why I guess yeah, it's just um, for me. That's why I just do not resonate with. Uh, uh, was it all those apps and shit like tinder and all that lot i'm like I yeah just, exactly I just can't deal with that well, exactly but uh, we're going back to what you said oh, I don't know. uh sorry old man doing technology um so <laughs> it's amazing that you got a podcast up and running man <laughs> dude do you know what i don't even, i can't even believe how i even did that uh, yeah, you know what though that comes down though yeah. to i'll tell you something when people mm. say stuff like I don't know how to do it or anything else. Yeah. Do you know what? There's no fucking mm-hmm. excuse these days because Google. Yeah. I, I, I had a client who was building a shed. Now I thought he just meant a little shed. This thing was fucking huge. I was like, <laughs> oh, do you? I was like it's like, you know, it's like another, it basically was building like an office in the back of his garden. And I was like, I was like, dude, what do you, did you used to like, was you a builder back in the days? Yeah. Time? And it was like, no, I just Googled it. You can find out how to you can find out how to build a mud hut on YouTube for fuck's sake. There's this dude who Mate, just does do the whole thing. It's amazing. Exactly. Like, you know, I was thinking about how to do a podcast and shit. And I was just like yeah. 
and ever since i've had a few people reach out saying how did you do it i was like i googled it i was like how do i do a podcast what mic do i use okay that's good what software okay i'll download that how much is that 12 pound a month okay okay cool okay so i've got that software and now i do i host it okay buzzsprout cool so there we go okay how am i doing this shit i'm okay done i've got a podcast um it was like <laughs> it was literally you know, it was like that's what happened with me and umar yeah. as well when we got it when we got it set up it's like oh you need a logo for this i literally i spent two hours i was like i'm not going to think about this i'm just going to come up with something that we represent and we'll change it later it doesn't matter we yeah. still, we're in the process we're talking about you know okay how are we going to change it or do we need to change it whatever but it's just like it's like just do the shit and like piece by piece you will just come together and all of a sudden you got a podcast and all of a sudden you're 28 episodes in you know yeah <laughs> and, it, and you know it's just it's what we said earlier action breeds confidence if you want something just fucking yes. google it and just start because i'll tell you what, it, if, it's wrong, if it's wrong you just stop and start again if, you, if it's wrong you just start take that back. So that's such a fucking that's such a modern day motivational line you want something just fucking google it it's fucking true isn't it? Awesome. in the old days yeah. in the old days we went to a yellow pages these days it's yes Google. There's two things here as well. So earlier is like you want something, just work, fucking work for it. And the next one is you want something, just fucking Google it. <laughs> Basically, if you want something, Google it, then work for it. And then work so, for it. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the quote <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> there's no excuse not to do anything these days because you can build something, Google something, you can do everything now so yeah. quick and cheap. And as you said, you can always change it up later yeah. and make it better. And if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you just go to the next one on Google. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you if I don't know if you ever came across it as well, but I was looking up, okay, like strategies of how to grow a podcast and like, you know, how to market and stuff like that. One of them made me laugh like straight away. I was like, I'm disregarding this piece of information. He's like, like, I'm trying to think from first principles, like how to do this. Um, let me look at this piece of advice from a podcast hosting company. And one of them was like, you know, print business cards with uh, your podcast on it and give them out to people. I was like, what fucking age are you living in? <laughs> it's like, there is, that is so niche. It's like business networking, wow. maybe, you know, but that is so niche. I was just thinking there is, uh, whatever you just said has made me disregard everything and anything you will ever say ever again. <laughs> I was like, wow, I believe it that. kind of like completely contradicts the whole entire platform yeah. of what you're in that's it exactly i was like okay i know that's like one of the things you may have suggested and you like it works for some people but i'm like this is this no no i'm not with you i'm sorry (laughs) but no so going like what umar said what you started the whole thing on of like Hmm. how did i get to where i am now i think Hmm. we just kind of covered it in the sense of i've just i've had to keep evolving when shit's happened i've looked at myself and just mm. gone as i said to you i worked on myself in a way that worked for me mm. i then just basically get some balls and put the work in yeah it's just as ben Bukowski would say take the take the mm. take your balls out your purse and go to work <laughs> um and that, 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 that that literally even though he used that he uses that for the gym i just think it's generally in life you just have mm. to have to work you have to be self-aware and and you, you just got to be 
the only way you're ever going to go through life, I think, if you're going to take anything away from this chat, is if you're ever going to achieve anything in life, you've got to be happy to keep, like, basically keep evolving, roll the punches, and mm-hmm. keep assessing yourself. Be, mm-hmm. You know, that, if, if you don't, you can, might, don't get me wrong, there's successful people out there who haven't, but they will hit a wall. Mm-hmm. I'm talking mm-hmm. if you want to keep, you know, like you might become a millionaire with like one million by being a douche, not and not growing and not reassessing. But if you actually did have a growth mindset and you're happy reassessing and re-evolving, guess what? You would have 10 million in the bank. Mm-hmm. So you can achieve great stuff without kind of those principles. But I can tell you what, you'll go a lot further if you have those principles. Like the people I know who... The business people I know who are like, I mean, I'm talking billionaires, um, right. are, are that people. They're the ones who I, I know some obviously been in my our industry. We know people at levels and the people who are, I don't know, are wealthy. They're, they're happy. They're the ones who kind of aren't that, that set on growth as such. They're here. They're happy mm-hmm. where they are now. They're stuff. But the people I know who are like flying and they're still going. They're the ones who are quite happy to just basically try, fail, learn. If they don't know something, they'll ask. They haven't got an ego. They've let the ego go a long time ago. Um, they know they don't know everything. They're evolving. They're progressing. Do you know what I mean? And it's and mm-hmm. and that I think that's just the main thing. Just you just got to keep, you know, and yeah, let the ego go. I suppose as well. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's another <laughs> conversation. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 I actually we don't know where we're going in this conversation. I need to pull this back right because one thing one thing you just said there reminded me of, of the segue I wanted to get into with my name so we, we do that we do this thing mm. every week Nick, where we have we have a separate name for for something that's happened in the week or something that we, we just want to shout out right so I don't know if you mm. don't know if you watch mixed martial arts I don't know if you watch UFC do you ever watch do you ever catch anything yeah. like that no, no it's okay not my so thing. does does the name mm. does the name Khabib Nurmagomedov ring a bell uh, sounds made up, but no. <laughs> don't worry. I don't know if I'll come across racist for that or not. But... <laughs> Everybody <laughs> probably thought that at some point as well. And he, and like, to be honest, real name? to be honest, mate, he might as well, he might as well be made up because his keys is unreal. Yeah, <laughs> I really. If, to, yeah. to, last word of the name. If you if you manage to spell that on Scrabble, I think Scrabble board just explodes, and you, <laughs> yeah. you just get all the points. You just complete Scrabble, right? It's, it's like the end exactly. of Jumanji. The fucking the whole the whole rainforest just goes back into the game, and that's it. You win, right? You spell Khabib Nurmagomedov. That's it. Game over. But um, done. Basically, basically, he he's just gone twenty nine and O in his MMA career. Like not lost. He 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 beat Conor McGregor two fights ago. Like schooled the guy. And he fought probably what was what was his most dangerous fight against a guy called Justin Gaethje yesterday night. Mm-hmm. And honestly, dude, when you when you get five minutes, go back and, and look at this guy's career and how he came up, and literally look at how he left the game. Because mm-hmm. I won't say too much because I want you to go away and look at it, right? And uh, we'll chat about it afterwards. But the the trueness to this kid coming up, the way he came up, getting trained by his dad. And unfortunately, his dad actually passed away through this lockdown period. And uh, he came back for one last fight, which he won yesterday, and he retired after the fight. And that, that was my name. My name is about, about Longley of the King in regards to him and the legacy he kind of left behind. But not just the legacy, but how he did 
what he did mm-hmm. in, in regards to staying true to his family, staying true to his roots of wrestling and wrestling the shit out of everyone that he fought against. Just amazing, amazing, Just amazing levels. career. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely yeah, bonkers, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you got to go in and research this guy. Oh, yeah, really, just, man. But like, just going on that, going on that topic. When you like the people I look up to and I love, like the one guy who's now the most powerful person in the world, The Rock. Why yeah. does everyone love him? He was down and out. He rebuilt mm. like seven bucks. We know why mm. his, his company is called Seven Bucks because that's what he yeah. had like twenty years ago. Only twenty years ago, mm. yeah. he's gone from being homeless with seven bucks in his pocket to the most followed man and probably the most powerful man. Let's face facts. Mm. Probably run, he's gonna he's gonna run for. He's uh, gonna do it for sure. Have you seen Have you seen the latest advert for his film? No, no, I haven't. Dude, okay. What's it, this what's is it a, called? This is a what's it? A Tongan? Mm. Is it Tongan? Yeah, 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 yeah Simone. Yeah, Simone. Simone. You Simone. watch, yeah, Simone. Oh, right. You, he's got, he's got a new, he's doing a film about his life. The beginning, oh, of yes. it, yeah, yeah. The beginning is an American bald eagle with a flag flying <laughs> in the background. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, you oh, watch it. Yeah. It is proper. Okay, he's going for. He's he's running. There's no doubt yeah, yeah. he's going to do something. But exactly. the fact of the matter is, he, he, he kept, he, everyone loves him because what, in his values, everyone just loves the guy and he's mm. just himself. But then you look at someone mm. like Tony Robbins, you, you look at all these people, like I was saying about evolving, The Rock had to evolve into a different person. Then, mm. like, as you said with me, I've evolved completely. Then you have, um, if you look at loads of millionaires, they've had, they've gone, they've been bankrupt, mm. like completely down out and lost everything at least once. Yep. You know, Simon Cowell was bankrupt at 30, I think 40 years old, had to go back and live mm. with his parents. Yeah. You know, these people have to then take stock and go, fuck, where did I go wrong? What did I do mm. wrong? Where am I? Who do I want to be? And that's what, and that's like, you know, as you said about so, this guy, he that, kept to his values and, yeah. Where he is now. Yeah, take, taking that, what you just said there, back to the barbell, back to the gym. It's like what you were saying about earlier is, is, is going all the way with it and then taking stock when it doesn't go right. But you have to go all the way with it first. You know what I mean? You can't just flirt on the edges. You have to really yeah, spend man. yourself and really give yourself to the cause to learn where you break down and then going back and be like, why did I break down? What can I, what can I introspect on and actually put in place to make sure it doesn't happen again? And then if you actually really give a shit about improving yourself and what we talk about all the time, me and G, is, is about being an effective person for, the, for yourself and then being an effective person for the people around you is you want to make sure you don't make these mistakes again because you don't you don't get every time around you don't get to just do it again this day once it's gone it's gone you know what i mean and that, that's that's it all kind of encapsulates nicely with these people that we are on massive stages they're all following the same the same method and the same principles that we're following but we're doing it in a different setting it's, it's sometimes mm-hmm. we don't want millions we don't want whatever but we, but the, the 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 recipe is the same you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah it's just it's what you do. Do you know what my train of thought? I was going to say something then, and just it went. What did you say? Yeah. Oh, you... oh man, <laughs> I had something good to say. I actually had something really good to say. It'll come, bro. It'll come. Just, <laughs> don't force Boom. It. It's just, this it's happens just to us every now, time. It well. was good. That's some good <laughs> shit. I was just about to drop. And just yeah, it'll totally come, it come back. When it comes back, just just cut us right. off and just just run yeah. into the conversation. And be like, oh, I've got it. Just give a couple of words of what you said. 
give a couple of words of what I said. Oh man, ad living. He's, he's lost it. Re- reeling that fish back in now, man. That fish is gone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's off off the horizon now. So no, he's talking, talking about, about like talking about the whether method. you're whether you're famous or whether you're a regular person. The yeah. um, the taking principles that you follow barbell. to success to yeah and taking yeah. it back to under the barbell. Being like, introspective. You follow the same. Looking at where you broke yeah. down. Looking at mm-hmm. why you want you being effective for yourself. Yeah, yeah. What G just said. Yeah, man. Together, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say to Matt. But it was, it was <laughs> being effective. But that's kind of like, no, I can't remember exactly what I was going to say. But as you said, breaking down, hmm. where you're breaking down and being effective, it's like when you, you can't be an effective person or in life or anything to anyone else unless, yeah, you are sorted yourself. And that's yeah. why mm-hmm. doing all this self work, it wasn't what I was going to say, but it's just fucking led there. But, yeah. you know, and it, it, you, you are completely right in the gym and outside but you, you just got to constantly keep critiquing yourself yeah. but people just mm-hmm. don't want to do that people that just yeah. they want to live in their cozy little they got their cozy beds and you can go into that whole thing about life and that's why doing the cold showers every morning you know to me would be something just to basically get you out of your comfort zone and do shit you don't want to mm-hmm. do um yeah. because we have just got too comfortable like i was even talking about this the other day oh i talked about it like, today actually sarah i have now mm-hmm. become so lazy like I now sit in the spare room at my desk, like talking to you guys and that. I've now got so lazy. I don't even can't be bothered to go out anymore. I'm like, oh, go to the gym. Yeah. Oh, I just want to get a gym in a garage. And if yeah. I actually, if we, if if we move, just have now everything and I built length. Yeah. If I built, a, if I if we, we were looking at moving, and we we're looking at getting a place of a, in a nice big garage, and I tell you what, if I did that. I'd become a hermit and wouldn't fucking go out again at the moment. I become <laughs> yeah. a bit. It's a bit of a Stockholm syndrome. Hmm. even though i hate it and i'm getting a bit lonely in the sense of like interactions with people at the same time i can't it's kind of like made me not bother to go out to meet people yeah Yeah. do i mean Mm -hmm. so i've noted like even i'm self-aware of that i'm 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 self-aware enough to actually see the effects that this covid's having on me like i know people are like oh no i'm loving this it's like great or or, i hate but i'm i bet people aren't really seeing the effect it's having on me Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's making me fucking lazy to go out and be and to meet people, hundred yeah. percent. And it's not because I'm mm-hmm. scared. I'm mm-hmm. not scared of catching it and dying tomorrow of COVID. Um, yeah. There's a new. But I'm not going out as well, exactly. Right? That's what mm-hmm. I mean. That's that's exactly it. It's like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You, you know, you're getting a bit lonely of not interacting, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you're you've got this habit mm-hmm. of not going out. Yeah, and it's human behaviour. It's nothing to do with. I'm weak or you're weak and we're shit people. Yeah. It's yeah. habit forming. If you do something enough, it, and I'm not unhappy. I'm not miserable. I'm actually fucking happy at the moment. And the scary thing mm. is, what's that old thing? Um, it's one of those memes that flies around. I don't know who says it, but it's like, try not to spend too much time by yourself. I think it's Tom Hardy or something. He said, right. don't spend too much time. Spending too much time on yourself is quite scary because then you realize how much you like it. <laughs> and and it's kind of happening i'm like i've got to start actually going and meeting people because the habit i am forming is actually really it's not my character and i'm quite and it makes me think about what if that's going to happen when everyone breaks free everyone Mm, if i'm like that i'm a very social person in a Mm. way when i want to be and (laughs) the fact that even i'm becoming very Oh, I'll just kind of go in the spare room, not you know, close the door and just sit at my desk all day long. <laughs> it's kind of making me think, what the fuck's going to happen when everyone comes out of this? 
Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be wild, man. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. I mean, you're but, already seeing it as well when like they introduced like new new lockdown measures, and then people are like, "All right, well, the night it kicks in, I'm just gonna get go fuck get, get fucked up with my friends." And then you know they get kicked out of pubs at ten o'clock, and then they're just lining up the off license, buying drinks, and then just taking a party back to the house. It's just like, you know, it's it's. Um, it's kind of yeah it's being exploded it's exploding out of people and then so if you know whenever it goes back it's just you're gonna i think there's gonna be a lot of that i think there's gonna be a lot of just uh it just ex- like there's this explosion of you know when things go too far before they get reeled in again it's gonna be one of those probably yeah it's uh but yeah so as you said self-awareness i think that is the mm-hmm. i think the whole key if you were to put down this whole thing is mm-hmm. just being self-aware um, yeah, self-critical and self-aware and i think if you spoke yeah. to any successful people it literally is they just can constantly just they're very self-aware and their actions and that's mm-hmm. the one thing me and my wife we like to think we're both doing pretty well in our in our chosen careers and the one thing we're very good at is sitting there and going right you know this is a situation i fucked up yeah. and that's another, you know but again that's another thing i was going to say a minute ago was don't be scared of fuck up yeah i i it's, it's the old saying fuck up if you fuck up once like my old boss uh nick mitchell i used to i had a great relationship with him and um it used to be quite funny because i used to push the boundaries all the time <laughs> literally the, the amount like i would be with a line like and i would always just kind of like just get to around here and just kind of have a little push <laughs> on it and he'll be like get back down like, okay and i'll be like <laughs> The line's there again. And then what I would do, though, there'll be another rule, which I'll go, okay, I'm just going to go over here. I'll just, like, mm-hmm. just poke this line. And then it will be yeah. like, okay, this line. Because what he always said about me was the fact that I never made the same insight twice. I never right. pushed the same button twice. Mm-hmm. I would try things. They would go wrong. So I'd either improve it or not do that. And it, you know what I mean? I'd kind of like, it's just don't be scared of fucking up. If you fuck up twice, then that's the same mistake, and that's a habit then. Mm-hmm. Where if you do it once, it's a mistake. Twice is a habit. Mm. Yeah. So again, yeah. what's that come down to? Self-awareness. Everything just comes down. Everything we've spoken about, I think, today. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking now for nearly two hours. Well, it looks a bit fucking out. Yeah, so right. I, I, I think... It's just par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> mate, the way I see it, we, we, for me, I'm not even on a podcast. I'm just chatting with my two mates. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. But yeah, mate, self-awareness, I think... Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think with this, Nick? If if you had to if you had to take this self awareness now, and you had to go forward with it, or even go back with it, say 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 you say you were talking to your twenty one year old self, right? And uh, and you you could you could almost you could almost plant a little seed and be like, think about this a bit more, or kind of worry about that a little bit less. Would you would you have any advice for your for your younger self? Is a bit of a, it's a, a, a typical podcast kind of question. But I, I, I like asking to certain people. And yeah, I'm so going to tell you a very cliched fucking answer is like, I'll yeah. change a fucking thing. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, man. Because I've actually enjoyed my life. Hmm. Um, I might not have, I might not have the success. Like, you know, I don't own a house, but I can, I can tell stories of me being a cowboy in the outback and making bulls chase me through gates and kite surfing around the world and living. I'm actually, I'm actually, this is, the, this is a fact that no one knows. I'm actually a fully fledged tribe member, a tribe member of a tribe, a village in Fiji. 
<laughs> they inducted you. <laughs> yep, because I I played rugby for when I lived in Fiji kite surfing. Right. I played rugby for the local village, but to play rugby for the local village, you had to be part of the village. So I had mm. to have an induction ceremony with the actual. I went into the um, chief's hut. I drank kava with the chief and his family um, yeah. to be inducted into the village, so then I can play rugby for them. That's so to cool, this man. day, I'm actually part of a Fijian village. I love, I love, like Gava. Gava is a legit thing, right? Like, do, do you have it? Your, <laughs> yeah. your, like, yeah, like, uh, like that. That's that's such a uh, the way you use that word as well. That just kind of clicks. Like culturally, we we drink we drink a similar thing. Obviously, it's different. It was different places. Yeah, but that's so cool, man. That's legit. That is epic. But, you ever yeah, and... you ever gonna make a visit back? Yeah. Um. Probably not. Unfortunately, there's <laughs> too many just, places you want to they'll, visit. They'll, um, they'll stay right here. They'll stay right here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. no, it was, it was quite funny because even uh, this little, this, this she must have been about two, like three, four years old, actually saw me and burst out in tears because she never saw a white man. And yeah, I was wow. just like, it was just like, whoa. Um, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's just like I, I the stories I've got and where we want to go and what I'm doing is, and that's another thing as well. Fucking, we keep going tangents. Is live your own life. <laughs> yeah. Live your own story. You know, yeah. someone else's chapter, like buying a house isn't on my priority list. Yeah, I'm 14. And everyone's like, oh my God, you haven't bought a house. Yeah. I don't even know where I want to live. <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I, I don't know if I ever want to buy a house. And everyone goes, oh my God. Mm. And it's just like, mm. no, just live your life. I live my life. Mm. You know, you don't know anything about me or anything about what I, I've got. Or, you know, you don't know anything about me. But people judge because it's like you haven't got a house at 14. It's like... Well, that's not the life I want. I haven't worked. Mm. I have never, ever, ever wanted to buy a house. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know, different measures of success, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, though, exactly. you say it's, it's yeah, exactly, and it's different success. But people are, oh yeah, but it's an investment. It's like okay, so it's an investment you can't touch until you sell your house and become homeless or you die. <laughs> Where, yeah, I might rent, but then if I've got two hundred k in the bank, isn't oh, good. What's wrong with that? You've got yeah. you've got two hundred k in your house when you die, or in in forty years time. But I've got some cash in the bank. And by the way, I'm not saying I've got that much money in the bank. Um, I'm just saying, the, I'm saying theoretically, that's just like that's my that's kind of like my argument is we div, we have different opinions on how to live life. And I think I must admit, I think everyone would be much happier if they just concentrated on living their story and mm. not trying to fit into other people's stories. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, totally right. I think. Yeah. Go on, dude. Yeah, I, th I think. I think because um, like the things you're talking about are like basically principles to live that life. Is like it's not saying like do what I do. Is like no, we know that broadly speaking, you look around, people who are successful are following these principles and uh, these kinds of habits. It's like the Rock has very strong values that he wants to follow, and he's as powerful as he is, but you can do the same thing in your own version, right? It's like, you're not looking at the rock and being like, I want to be the rock. You're looking at the rock and being like, okay, what does he do? Now you're looking underneath the surface. You're not looking at what the, the shiny yeah. object is uh, that it turns out to be. It's like, all right, what has he done to get to where he is? As impossible as it looks, it started from somewhere. So what is that somewhere? You know, it's like, okay, had some hardcore values and just lived by them essentially. And it's like, that's part of, that's part of it. Yeah and yeah and everyone i just think that's the biggest issue people are just trying to live someone else's life in their story mm -hmm. 
and they get and yeah. then they and then also they let other people write theirs yeah yeah exactly yeah it's they let other that people kind of, that kind of assertiveness yeah. to be able to just be like hang on a second i need to do that or like you know develop that assertiveness as well is just mm. just realize that that's another thing that you can develop because it's quite funny because as umar said when he met me in that and it's one of those things where one of my i went too long do you know what when i was most unhappy was when i cared too much about what others thought of me mm. yeah the times i look back at, back in my life and to where i am now the happiest i've been is when i don't give a fuck yeah of what you care what your opinion of me is i mm. really don't care like mm. we all yeah. care to an extent of you know to a point what others think but it doesn't rule my life mm. it doesn't you know and i and as we said earlier where if you, if you speak your truth you don't have to watch your back it's mm. kind of like that where I, I think you get to a point where if you've been yourself and you've lived to what your values are then you can honestly say that your actions have whole have been driven by love so if mm. you do upset a friend or family member then it's out of love and respect for them and you're trying to help them so you shouldn't feel guilty mm. but then also it's one of those things when i and if you if you are if you don't care what other people think and you're just being yourself and who cares about the people who don't you don't know you it, yeah, their opinion doesn't matter but the people who mm -hmm. do matter to you if you are living and, and as i said before about living who being who you are you attract the people around you those people shouldn't be offended by you because they've been attracted to you for who you are. Mm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Man. That's the one. No, I, I think well, linking it, linking it a little bit into into fitness rebels and uh, and mm. the way you coach us as well. I feel like, personally speaking, the coaching has allowed me to come back to who I am. If that makes sense, like mm. the way you, the way you've kind of pieced together. Okay, you had this issue at the start fix this, fix this, fix this, fix this. All of a sudden, I feel like I, I said this to you I, I, pretty early on. I said, like, I have the same enthusiasm for training I had when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not far away from that, like, years-wise. But it's, it's, I think, you doing the work on yourself. It's kind of found its way through your coaching style and the way you talk to us and the way you, I'm sure you talk to your other, your other coaching clients and then the way you program for us. It, there's more to it than just a1 a2 a3 you know what i mean there's more to like the reason you put an exercise in the program and uh just just talk about i'll talk on that for, for a second nick because i've i've found being a coaching client of yours really really fun and i we, we chatted about kind of doing this where i should have done this before but now doing it now it's uh it's a great experience so just 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 uh touch on that for me yeah, yeah tell us about tell us about fitness rebels the, the thing is, people don't realize when you design a program, you ha you're writing the program for a person. And so hmm. you've got to write the program to their mindset, not just their goal, but first of all, you can have anything. Now, if you want to, you can be a good all-rounder, but if you want to be hmm. fucking great at something, if you want to specialize, there'd be trade-offs. Like if someone comes to me and said, I want to take a shitload of trend and be a power lifter, cool. But do realize if you take trend, you'll probably be crying at Harry Potter and <laughs> it will make you strong. But Wait, no yeah, one else cried at Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> your blood so is going to cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like 
you go, <laughs> you know, if you want to do that, cool. But just realize you'd be fuck. You you are going to be playing with your health, and your, you know, mm-hmm. physically and mentally, and you're going down a path which could be detrimental to these things. But if that's what you want to do, cool. We're going to try and do it the best you can. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to be a hippie hugging trees, cool. And it's just what well, the problem is. People are trying to tell you what not to do. They're trying to make mm. you sound bad. And now it's yeah. like, oh, don't do this, don't do that. It's about having mobility. Mobility's become the cool fucking thing to do lately. Yeah. It's like, and, it, and it's like, come on now. If you can fucking, squ- if you know, if you can squat and you can move out pain, why do I need to be able to suck my own dick? I don't. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's the party trick. And it's like, you know, cool if you can. Congrats. What kind of parties, make- man? I'm trying to leave right now. I can't join this conversation. It's popped up both time, guys. I'm sorry. No, okay. Don't be all innocent of us, Umar. I'm not going to tell anyone what they can't have. But what I will yeah. tell them is what they've got to give up for it. And then there's a lot of too many people out there saying, oh, yeah, you don't have to give up this. You can have everything without. No, if you want to be fucking great at something, you need to give up something. You might have mm-hmm. to, you know what? Yes, yeah, sleep's important and sleep does change a lot of things. But for the next six months, if it means you've got to get up at four o'clock in the morning to get some fucking training in, guess what? You've got to get some fucking training in. But at sure. some point, we're going to have to bring back and change your program so you can get sleep in. But it's one of those things where the whole point of fitness was is like, look, I'll train you through whatever, but we're going to do it the best way possible for you. But it, mm. And it's just basically put together the mind, uh, the mind and body in a way, not in a hippie way, but it's just bringing the things in when they're needed. And mm-hmm. I think what people are doing, they're doing the shit which is not needed because they're getting lost through, you know, what is it? The, they're losing the trees for the forest or whatever, you know. Yeah, and they're getting the too hooked up on these really cool shit to do when you're actually doing yeah. the stuff at the wrong time. Like, yeah. you know, people are saying that, you know, some guy came to me, you know, high anxiety. So I just sorted out. I didn't do actually do anything with his mind. I got I just got him super healthy and fit because HRV has a massive, massive correlation with anxiety levels. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're flying in sympathetic all the time, you're going to be flying in that in that anxiety and anxious depressive kind of state um if you're you know, smashing your stress hormones response i have they have a massive like your concentration anxiety cortisol has massive um amounts of receptors in the frontal cortex so it's going to throw you completely mm. off so if you bring back a bit more parasympathetic which is your hrv which is your aerobic fitness so we just did that brought him back down then you know and then we built stuff back up and then we not, you know, and I built it around not just what was needed for his body, but what was needed for his mind. And like, but then it's the same case of which with Umar. So Umar came to me, you know, and when we had, we fixed all his injuries, he sent me some videos and I was like, and he was like, okay, so what's next? I went, I literally said what I said earlier, take your fucking balls out your purse now. And it's time to listen fucking wait. Because he got caught up in this rehab, what I call rehab purgatory, hmm. of we're looking to get yeah, more and more flexible. Like, like Umar, like he came to me, pains in his ankles and knee and shoulders and Hip. back, and he lost mobility here and there and hip and all that shit. It's basically just lost mobility everywhere and was hurting everywhere. We got him out of pain. 
we created more mobility. He's now squatting basically past the grass. And he goes and then he's saying yeah. to me, Oh yeah, my left hip still feels slightly like it's not internally rotating completely. Dude, you're squatting down to the fucking floor. How much more internal rotation do you need? You know what I mean? It's like, what, you're going to lick your bum to suck his own dick? You want to get around there? Exactly. It's like, come on now. And it was just like, now we have, you know, it's a party trick. This mobility people are throwing up is a party trick. You don't need to be able to get into Mm. positions which they're telling you you fucking should be. If Umar now can squat beautifully, a front squat with his feet flat on the floor, with his ass to the grass with no pain, I don't give a shit about mobility no more. His mobility work is now literally zero. And now his work, his work now is to get fucking strong. Exactly. And this is the thing about the fitness rebels. It's I've got it's I've got the tools in the box for whatever the fuck you want. And I use the right tools at the right time. But the problem with the industry is too many people only have one or one or two tools. So they try and then push this uh, as the old cliched saying or the old saying goes, the, you know, the square yeah, square hole. thing into the yeah. into the circle and that's the problem <laughs> in the industry you only learn say bodybuilding so that's the only way you know you only know this now that's not a problem because that's what happens in life you have to go mm-hmm. through the learning stage and i went through that but you get to a point where you have to real and that's the problem people are trying to do what i do but they've only got a year's experience unfortunately mm. to get to where I, to do what i do has taken me 20 years and about probably as i said 40 to 50 40 over 40,000 hours plus my god knows how many hours of my own training as we discussed plus my own injuries plus my own fucking mental demons plus my own and plus now at uni and a shitload of money mm. and now you're trying to do that so fitness mm. rebels is kind of like comes from my experience of learning what tool to use and when for whatever the client wants to achieve and it's not about being their friend although i want you to respect them and i do what needs to get done but also mm. like sometimes clients like when we change your program up you've only been doing it for four weeks you've got to keep getting strong at this and then when we'll change it up and like yeah you pay me a lot of money but you're paying me money to know not so much when to change stuff. It's more to know when not to change stuff. Hmm. And that's when there's an old analogy, like this probably goes better into fitness levels is, you know, you get this old Chinese, uh, this old engineer, I think it's Japanese or Chinese um, story. He walked around a boat. No one could fix this boat. Like they had every single engineers try to fix this boat, this massive ship. And he walked around, walked around for five minutes, and he's got his hat. He got a hammer out, banged, banged on something, fixed it. And when that's like 10 grand, I went, you're only here for five minutes. He's like, no, you just paid for the last 40 years experience and no one else mm-hmm. will be able to fix it. That's what you're paying for. And I think exactly. that's what people get confused with in our industry. They think you're paying you an hourly rate or they pay, they're paying you monthly. So therefore every month you need to change something. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've had clients before. I've not changed anything for three months and they're paying me um what they're paying me but they're happy not pay to pay me that without me doing anything really because yeah. it's working so if uh, it's yeah. working i don't need to change shit and we only change stuff to then to progress you to where we need to go but then that only comes with experience which yeah. then you know that that 
that's that's the catch 22 and that's the nice situation i'm in now i've got to that point i've got the experience hmm. but that's where the fitness was is, is i i just believe and you can achieve anything you want if you tell me you want to do xyz just if you've got the time and i'll be honest with you saying you've got to put this amount of work in like with umar i said i'm not too bothered about some of his conditioning at the moment if he says to me i didn't do my conditioning today i will go fucking ballistic at him you know hmm. because I'm, I'm allowing it at the moment because there's other situations in his life which demand his attention mm-hmm. and this part of his life isn't as important <clears throat> and that's where coaching is it's not just in the gym you have to you've got to guide the program and steer the program in with their life and sometimes mm-hmm. where coaches are you know i've been there before will say oh you don't want it enough because you went out with your children at the weekend and had a cake mm-hmm. instead of instead of you know eating fish out of a tupperware box and ignoring your children and going to the gym you know what sometimes <laughs> but hey uma, uma knows what i'm talking about you know he's been yeah. there i've been there i don't know if you have but i've said shit like that in the past and yeah uh, right. we have different yeah. priorities and different things in life but if someone says to me that's what they want i will be like okay dude this is what you gotta give up are you willing to do that for this period? But then we can bring this back in and then we can do this and this. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. the ebb and flow. You've got to kind of like sometimes give, sometimes take. And you've got to know when to push, when to hold back, when to fit it into their life, when to push the go button, when to go into fifth gear, when to go into first gear. And mm-hmm. that's coaching. Coaching isn't mm-hmm. giving a program. Coaching is, is knowing when to go from first to second to third to fourth, to then going to fifth, and then to know when to put the brakes on. That's what coaching is all about. But that takes, that does take experience. For one, I do think coaching is a, uh, I I do think it's something you're born with, but I do think it's something which, if you're not, you can increase. But if you're born with that communication kind of coaching kind of skill and you work on that, that, that's the key. And that's Mm. when you get results. And that's what, as Umar was saying, that's what I'm doing with him. That's what I'm saying now. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying it's now. when I know when to push him and then when not to. When he first started, it, if he said to me, oh, I haven't done this, I'm like, well, that's what you're fucking needs, hey? hmm. It's like, he said to me, I, I can't remember what it was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna in front of me, but it was like at some point he said, oh yeah, my knee's hurting. Still, you know, still hurting. Have you been doing this? Oh no, stop doing it. Why the fuck do you stop doing it? Well, that's why your knee's hurting, you dick. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And the thing is, though, I I talked to Umar like that because I have a relationship. And I know he responds by that because straight away he went, mm-hmm. "Fair play." Yeah, so well, I don't know yeah, why I stopped yeah, doing yeah. that. Started doing it and started started doing what I told him to in the first place, and his knee pain went away. And it's, yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean? And it's just knowing when to just come in, when to go out, and it's just and yeah, and that's what I see, and that that's just part of my fitness levels is is the whole it's taken the whole picture the whole person in but mm. i said it's like i've always said if you want it you put the work in but it'll just we've got to fit it around to your life and that's where mm. coach a lot of coaches don't fit in because they can't they can't they have they don't know how to fit it in to someone's life into someone's mentality to someone's mindset and that's kind of like the issue with people but that's why what you're saying umar that's kind of like the coaching with me. That's my whole process. And that's yeah. what I see is important for yeah. my guys to be a better 
person I, I don't want my guys the whole point of my rebels it's not just to make them better in the gym it's but to make them better in life and mm, even though they might not see that i'm doing that there'll be little yep. bit there'll be little traits and little things that they're doing which is actually making them better in life i don't i don't life coach people i don't mm. do i might do stuff without them knowing but yeah. uh, that's the intuition of you as a coach isn't it it's the intuition of you of you seeing that this person, yes, they may need to work on knee flexion, but that knee flexion is going to take their knee pain away, which is going to make them happier so that they don't moan about it all 24-7. They're not miserable to be around. You know what I mean? So you're, you're over-prioritizing something because you, you know you preempt in other things every, everywhere else. You know what I mean? So then, yeah. and that's, that's like your, your 20 years as a coach coming out in a, a nuanced bit of programming that I'll, I'll completely admit, and I've no problem admitting this, sometimes I'm looking at the program and being like, I don't know why Nick's done that. But then I'll ask you about it and I'll get a great answer. I'm like, this is this this is why I pay this guy. This is why this is why I know that I, I trust you. I trust you with my with my health. You know, I mean that that's we have such a we have such an important role, I think, in society to to look after people's health before they have to go to the hospital and get chopped up and put back together again. Mm. That yeah. someone like yourself takes it so seriously. You've devoted your whole life to this. This is why you're in the position you're in now. It's great. Well, the reason I think I take it so seriously is because I respect the fact that my clients are opening up to me because mm. when I talk to you guys, like, I, you know, clients do open up and say some really deep shit to you. Yeah. And then you just take their money and write them a shit program and fuck off on holiday. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you just opened up like some deep yeah. shit to you and you, and you don't respect that. You, yeah. someone has given their mind and their body and their soul to you to manipulate in any way you that, that you see fit and then if you don't take that responsibility to fucking heart mm. then you're absolute i'm sorry but c-u-n-t and I, that's yeah. why i hate shit trainers because i i do take my job seriously because for one especially even now you know you giving me money in the time at the moment and you're opening up to me telling me your needs your goals your issues your problems you know and i don't doubt if people want to talk to me about their problems cool and you know but and if you do that i'm an absolute cunt if i don't actually take that as a massive sign mm. or a massive responsibility and, I, and that's the way I see it. And that's why, you know, I do take it passionately. And that's why I'm so passionate about my job and what I do. Because I see that as people are putting their life in my hands. People don't mm. come to you. Okay, people do come to you to lose weight. But why the fuck are they coming to you to lose weight? To improve their life. There's, mm. science, there's, there's something going on mentally. Depressed, they're unhappy, relationship or whatever it is. They've come to you. And it's not and for you to take that so lightly like so many people do i fucking hate mm. and as soon as you pass that money over and get and they give you that trust i respect that 100 percent and that and, and that's what gets me and i think that's the whole industry and when it comes to program design like you said i go when i do my mentorship everything you put in that program should have a reason for being there mm. everything and as a coach if you're if you're if your trainee if your client says why am i doing this and you can't give a decent answer that's not good enough and if, and if any of you guys are listening if you've got a pt and your pt can't answer you or give you some bullshit answer that ain't good enough 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, 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 and that's why when it comes to the program, right? And that, that's what I take so passionate about. I am so passionate about that. That's why I don't take much time off because I'm always worried about my clients because I'm just always mm-hmm. like, they put, they put so much faith in me. I've got to come through. And I, you know, I will lose sleep over if I can't sort a client out, if I'm lost with a client, I will lose sleep over it. Yeah. Um, because I just care that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shows, it shows because you definitely um, go, go the extra length. And after, I feel it, you know, I mean, I, I feel the, the performance benefits, but also the mindset benefits like you, you're going through over there with your studying, with your upskilling. With you, with your liaising with people that you know around the world, and then I'm getting I'm getting the backwash of that, and it's yeah, it's, it's a monthly subscription, but that that's 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 a tiny, tiny, tiny price to pay for the knowledge, for the for the effect it has on my clients, and mm-hmm. the fact that I get access to like the same way I get access to G G's G stepped in with, with clients in the past, consulted with them, and, and he's, he's run them through uh, through assessments and whatnot. Exactly the same with you with yourself, you know what I mean? So it's it's uh, like you said at the start this. It's all these coaches that kind of rise to this this peak because we introspect, because we self-analyze, because we do all these things. It's great because now we're at this place where we can just share off each other, and and as a consequence, it's almost like a fucking hospital, you know. What I mean, with the with these doctors that are all over the world that we can we can go to with these special cases of clients or whatever. But the common factor is that we all care. We all want that. We all want the best for. for we all want, we all we all want we all to win. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. uh, that's what's, that's what's happening right now. Yeah, and that's what I get really I get really fucked off when people have a go at coaches for not being perfect and not being amazing mm. coaches at the beginning of their career. Like, if mm. you been if you've been in the industry five years and you're not taking one other course or open the book since you're mm. you're like you know you're crunching up cornflake certification, you know <laughs> it's then yeah I'm pissed off. I think you're a dick and you're a crap coach and shouldn't be getting paid. Yeah. But if you're learning and you're just you're not very good because you're not getting it but or they're just, in your opinion you're doing things wrong but they're going on courses and spending money and trying to help their clients and then you get all these people calling them out saying this and saying that they're dicks because we're all in mm-hmm. this to help each other and just because they don't do what you think is the right way of doing it then and you're calling them out I just think that's that's the wrong way the, the industry as well. Like again, the social media's yeah. got that call out thing. I'm saying don't. Do it. yeah. It's just like look, we're all in the same chip learning. We're all going down the same path. We all want to help. So stop being a dick. You know these people are trying to help people in the journey and people in. But and that anyway, is hanging on, man. Yeah. Going for fucking we lost. Coming back. Huh? Okay, there we go. Oh, there you go. How long, how long oh, do your podcast? Yeah, yeah, lost? we're back. This Mate, it, as long as they, as long as they want. <laughs> but but uh, uh, I'm actually yeah, going to no, get some food now. We've been on for yeah, two exactly. and a half hours nearly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah man. No, it's, yeah, it's, it was time. It's coming to the time to wrap it up. I just like, um, yeah, and I think your internet connection is probably saying I'm done. <laughs> that's what it looks oh, really? like <laughs> yeah because your, your picture's frozen on like uh, with your eyes closed as well so it's telling us a lot about where yeah, your internet's at but um yeah i figure i just thought like last thing is is uh you because that's the fitness rebels that's a coaching side what about fitness rebels and mentorship side what's that what's going on there 
Um, the mentorship site is really cool at the moment. It basically goes through what I think people should know um, to get results, of that, but to get the clients moving um, properly through their training mm-hmm. and to get results so this is aimed at coaches. While, get, while getting results. Yeah, it's aimed at coaches. Um, and basically, because I know what's out there, I'm just trying to fill some holes in the industry, some holes, you know, I, I think people are missing that, missing that as we said earlier like the trees of the uh, forest of the trees and it's just like mm-hmm. so i built a 16-week program that goes through some mechanics for the first half and then goes into more physiology on the second half um it's just like little things people like clients would be like okay so like the physiology why people know blood pressure is bad but most coaches mm-hmm. don't even know why it's bad what's it actually doing to yeah. the body people don't actually know the why they know the what's and maybe what it should be doing but they don't actually know why so it's kind of being a lot of gaps in there um, and basically i'm building for january i'm building a membership site so it'll have a load of video libraries of all the exercises i talk about book recommendations hopefully, hopefully some citations of studies um extra extra lectures i'm getting some guests coming in talking about lectures as well on business on females cool. and lots of other stuff so i'm building it yeah, it's going to be my baby, and I'm quite. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It's going really well at the moment, but the January, mm. the January launch, the next one, the next intake in January is going to be fucking awesome. Mm. Quality. Man. Do you know what, dude? Having done it, having done the internship, I'll definitely do it again. It's brilliant, man. Mm. It's really, really good. It cover covers loads. You walk away with a shit ton of notes, shit ton of referral information you can go back to, and uh, and like it's fun to have a client sat in front of you because you're like, oh, I've got the code for this problem. You know, what I mean, oh, it's here. Yeah. Week, week, week seven. That's that's the shit. Let me plug that in and see what happens. Oh, cool! It fixed it. Wicked. Let's yeah. keep playing. You know, what I mean, that's uh, it's great. It's literally a cheat code to the game. And uh, yeah, man, it's brilliant. Anyone out there who's thinking about doing the doing the mentorship, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. It's quality, bro. Nick, around. man, how can people find you? Um, they can go on Instagram um, mm-hmm. on Nick the Rebel Coach, and then mm-hmm. on my website. Uh, which is going to be changed it's going to be a lot of work going into it over the next few months um mm. uh, www.fitnessrebels.co.uk sweet <laughs> nice man yeah people check it out bro it's um you went on tangents i had like 17 tangents i wanted to go on with you after all those different tangents well i swear like this conversation was like rising exponentially but uh that <laughs> was that was quality I'm, I'm happy to chat to you guys at any time as i said i yeah i'm stuck it I'm just like, we're all in the COVID at the moment, not seeing too many people. Yeah. I, I love you guys. So anytime you want to chat, man, I'm down Respect, for it. Respect, man. 100%. That's quality. We had, uh, yeah, that was great. And um, I'm sure, yeah, there's so many more things that we can talk about as well because it just inspired a lot of conversation there as well. But uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. And for everybody who's listening, uh, tuning in, uh, go check out Nick. He's got a lot of valuable insights to offer uh, through his Instagram profile as well. I'm just like, every time something comes up, I'm like, 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 want to comment, like. <laughs> so it's some good shit there. Yeah, you've got the podcast as well, the Fitness Rebel Radio podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, forgot about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got so much good shit I'm going. Really, uh, do you know what? I'm really bad at plugging myself. That, that is what set my, my wife hates me for it. I'm really bad <laughs> yeah. at it. But, do you want me to do oh, it yeah, for you? Pod- Shall I do that for you? Don't worry about the pod- it. Oh, well, yeah. podcast actually hit. It actually hit five thousand. Yes, five thousand downloads yesterday. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah, with that. boy. I want ten thousand before my fortieth birthday. So I've got like, make it happen, three people. months. Three months to get to ten thousand, and uh, mm-hmm. got some big guests lined up. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, get some. You know, the guests getting better, and yeah, yeah. I, I just love it. I love just 
chatting to these guys. I've got some, you know, so that's fitness levels radio. It's on mm-hmm. literally everything. iTunes, yeah. Spotify, and all, all the little ones. I know, I've signed up to lots of them. Yeah. They're, like, they're listed yeah. down like that. They're all there. But basically, yeah, exactly. iTunes and Spotify, they're there. You'll find me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and like, so yeah, your own good. your own favorite podcast player as well. It's quite like, yeah, man. I've I've listened to I think pretty, almost all the episodes as well. So there's um, there's a lot of good guests on there, a lot of good people to pay attention to. Nah, whether on, you're cheers, a coach or whether you're an individual as well. Yeah, some of, some of the podcasts yeah. get a bit geeky. Some are just really into mm-hmm. like we get into conversations about life or you know mindset, mm-hmm. business. They just cover coffee. Everyone, you can yeah, coffee actually. Why man, coffee. <laughs> Everyone that's something we should talk science. about <laughs> yeah no problems man um yeah it, it literally is there's something there for everyone and to be honest with you yeah. like, like today the mindset stuff you can put into training 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 stuff you can put into life it it all mm-hmm. blends into one you know 100 so yeah check it out definitely man that's been great so yeah people hope you enjoyed the conversation and uh yeah just uh, Give us a like, give us uh, subscribe to the show, download the episode, share it with people. There's lots of good information here. And uh, yeah, tell us what you think. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Evolve Achieve Thrive. And uh, yeah, anything that you enjoy, anywhere you're going to share it, just tag us in it as well. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Nick. Awesome, guys. Cool. No nice problem. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Nick, stay, yeah. stay there for a second. I'm just going to end the broadcast. You stay there. That's cool. <laughs>